0: Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. No Bass and Brews podcast would be complete without my underwater robberies hat. You know that green one that I always wear? Well, you can pick that up at hooksethoodlums.com. One of the best teams out on the market right now, that Hookset Hoodlums team, and the gear is always on point. So make sure you go check them out. And remember, one passion, one team. I'm a Mandy and I'm a functioning alcoholic.
1: I'm be changing shit around
0: Swamp Rat Fishing. We got co hostess with the most this jabber. Right, so, we just started, we're literally 49
1: seconds into it. I know, and you just sounded like that guy in 1988 that hacked NBC and came over. You, you that's what you sounded like right now. You were frozen. You were choppy. Nobody heard that this is your weekly distraction from high quality podcast content. And tonight we have a guest that produces, co-produces high ass quality. I cuss for two minutes. Anyway, podcast content. It was Paul like two trans- Fishing, it was like up? two
2: trans, it was like two transformers arguing. That's exactly what it <laughs> sounded like.
0: Perfect. That's basically what the show is. How are you tonight, buddy?
2: Doing good, man. Doing super good. Glad to be here. I gotta be honest, before we get started, the logo for the podcast, 10 out of 10. I just gotta get that out of the way before we get started. Everybody Thanks, should man. know 10 out of 10.
1: It would be much better that if the intro to the podcast actually showed the whole logo, but uh for the last year and a half, Alex still can't fix it. Alex, you gotta quit moving around, dude. You gotta get your Tourette's under control tonight. And just move your mouth and not anything else because you're messing it up. If you just hold that pose, yeah, <laughs> freeze that all light. the
0: way there. All right. Well, before we get started, as we always do, we've uh, got some brews for this Bass and Brews. Paul, what are you drinking?
1: Well,
2: I got the uh, Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA. I don't oh, know if you yeah. guys had that one or not. This is good. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I know we like to we like to quote the content. Six point seven. Six
0: point seven.
2: What? Seven alcohols. I'm, I've got a couple here. I got the whole sampler pack, so I got the uh, slightly sour ale. This one's only five five. That was probably a miss.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, fat ass, what are you drinking?
1: A year from now, when you're retired, we'll see who's a fat ass. I have, excuse me, I have the Spring Bock from Caroline Brewing Company, a local brewery. Right here near me, and it's got 6.5 alcohols in it. I've got three of those, so I've actually got real beer, but I also am following that up. My chaser drink tonight is a white claw surge, it's got eight alcohols. White what is oh, a white surge? have you surge? not heard of surges? Yeah. No, Paul, is it just it, more
2: powerful white claw?
1: Yeah, it's it's a white yes, claw with eight it's, alcohols it's, in it. So instead of having a yeah, drink, instead of five percent. Instead of a instead of having to drink a twelve pack and being all bloated and you know having to tinkle every five minutes, yeah, I can drink like three or four of these and and be and it's almost like a fifth of uh, fifth of vodka. Dare me to drive, M M&M, quote
2: unquote. <laughs> so it's basically like baby white claw, or no baby four loco,
1: uh, minus it's the caffeine because I have drank some four locos and I'll tell you what all the sugar in them things they that's they new
2: make- four loco. That's new for loco. Original for loco, you drank one, and I Mm -hmm. one, and your night was over. Like, yeah, it was. It was in college. Like that was like four fifty, and you'd be like, "Look, this is this is it. This is my whole party in this tiny little drawstring backpack.
3: That's
2: the (laughs) whole thing." And then like that was it. And that was when that was like when power like power drinking was a thing. Was like I Mm -hmm. played rugby in college, Mm -hmm. and I went to Michigan State. We drank beers there was no stopping the original four loco. And I remember when they pulled them off the shelves, it was like I wanted to buy the whole palette that was at the pl- I was like, I'll give you a thousand dollars for all the yeah. four locos because that's like eighty-eight nights of drinking, like right there.
1: <laughs> My mine when uh, I think I'm a little bit older. I'm definitely older than Alex, but I think I'm yeah, a little yeah. bit older than you. We didn't do the four locos, but we did 40 scissor, scissor hands. Of course, and so we dug duct- yeah, yeah. t- Forties, OE, yep. usually Oes. I did steel oh, no. reserve. Steel okay. reserve, that's the way to go. Yeah,
2: more th- again, more more beers per liquid.
1: Yeah, malt w- malt. Let me finish. It's my turn that.
0: now. It's my turn. We've got Ballast Point Sculpin IPA. It's a good one. eight and a half, eight and a half alcohols.
1: Oh Lord! Cheers, Al- boys. Alex cheers. Is about to Be just messed up. I'll cheers that.
0: There we go. This is great, great podcast right here when we get this real quiet. Go ahead, Paul. You're running it, Hammer. You said I can't talk. I can't move. Come on,
1: Jabber. Nope, nope. I didn't say you couldn't talk. I said you can't move. But look, we got we got Paul Glass from Burley Fishing. And if y'all don't know who Burley Fishing is, pause the podcast or pause the YouTube and go look up Burley Fishing and you'll find it now we got i'm sure we'll get into this There's a little bit of hiatus on the podcast but if y'all go listen to previous stuff great guests good times awesome but they put out some great content on the youtubes and we're excited to have you here man so what's going on what has brought you to this point in time right now what has oh brought God. you here today <laughs> besides alex reaching out forget about that no uh, yeah, yeah, yeah uh well it's interesting you say that so uh
2: I do as you said, I do we do have a podcast. And I'll for some background, we did we got through like well over a hundred episodes into the podcast. It's like 120 or something like that. And it had it had been like two years or so. We did one a week. And um we 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 actually pulled the plug on. It. We had our last episode of the Burley Fishing Podcast. If you guys haven't seen it, that's the logo. That's the Burley Fishing mm-hmm. Podcast. Um We pulled the plug and actually the reason we did that, this was kind of a big deal for us because the podcast sort of introduced us to a bunch of people never would have met before. Like -hmm. it's unbelievable. It's like one of the coolest parts about doing the podcast was like we, and we got to be on with like Christine Fisher and I've just like the, literally the, it's hard to even say like I I hesitate to name guests because then it feels like favoritism, but there are so many unbelievable, but um, we're all about like burley fishing is all we're like edutainment, educational, fun, we do the dad jokes, all that kind of stuff, and community, like the, you know, our Ned Rig nerds, man. If you watch the show, it's like our calling card. Um, and one of the things we realized is like that we kind of started before a lot of people started doing fishing podcasts. And uh, we don't, I don't, honestly, I don't even know why we started it. It was like we both fished. We wanted to do something maybe with social media. We're like, we're two idiots. We'll have a podcast. Perfect. <laughs> So we did the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Yeah, weird. Like, but that's It's funny. Kind of funny, though, that joke, because that's kind of what happened. Like a bunch of people started doing it and a lot of people make great podcasts and ours sort of it was initially kind of niche. And then it turned out it was like, well, a bunch of people are doing sort of the same podcast. And we were like, you know what? One thing that we pride ourselves on is we have like a value offering. Like we have we have something that we want that is unique, that we want to provide. Like it's a it's not like a service, but like it's a value because, you know, It's a community and we wanna we wanna be, you know what, we want our community to have our own little space. And so one of the things the reason we canceled the podcast was we're gonna we're gonna redo it. We're gonna launch new podcasts. I'll say what the name is. It's gonna be called the Aggressively Average Anglers Podcast. And it's gonna be it's gonna be very similar to what we had always done. It'll have some of like those core tenants, but we're gonna add like another pillar, which is we're going to live in our lane, which is like, I'm not a pro fisherman. I never have been, never pretended to be, never will pretend to be because I'll never be one, but I fish a lot. I make a lot of content and that's the only reason that I'm allowed to have a podcast. And so, you know, what we're going to plan on doing is the value offering will be our learning experience shared with you, dad jokes, 90s humor, all the things that, you know, people kind of liked, but we're going to have that additional pillar of like, look, like this summer, the only thing I really want to do is I, I really want to learn about the free rig. I've never fished it. I want to learn about it. And then we're going to, our guests are going to be tailored to whatever it is that we're trying to do that week. So we'll find somebody who's like, hey, you really know the free rig. Like, let's get up here. Tell me how to do it. Here's all the mistakes I made. Here's the video. And then now on the podcast, we'll do the same deal. So it'll still be awesome guests. It'll definitely be some, some, edu- you know, education, but it's just going to be fun. But it'll be our, like our, we're going to like make our own little corner. So we're really excited about that. And uh, yeah, right now I'm like a one man show. Jeff's like on, I don't want to call it vacation because it's not that. He's probably <laughs> working harder than ever before. He's got a new business and a bunch of other stuff going on. But another uh, new the, one.
1: he's got like 18, he's got like
2: 50 businesses, man. He's got a new one like every week. This is the only one that's probably stuck around the longest. But um, <laughs> yeah, we're I'm a, I'm a one man show. So thank God the podcast is on hiatus because I'm editing probably three nights a week i'm doing like i do i do a, a youtube or a, i do a tiktok every single day i post TikTok. on instagram three times a day and i do uh two youtube videos a week um and that i'll tell you right now like I, these guys like ethan the online outdoorsman who you guys were just talked to a lot shortly ago he does like two videos a week i don't know how dude i don't know how he does it and he is a newborn man i got two kids right. but they're a little they're still young but dude i don't know how if some of these guys have been doing it for like six years and i'm like five years or whatever and they're They've got like sizable following, but it's not like they have three hundred thousand followers. It's their only job. I'm like, dude, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, hats off, man. But like,
1: holy cow, doing it for that long. It's yeah, Alex. It really. Alex left me for a while because he had to go patrol the Pacific Ocean for whale slayers and shit because he's in the Coast Guard. (laughs) Yes. And and he left me to. I'll drink to that. By the way,
2: though. Cheers to you, my friend. Thanks.
1: So I, I understand it, and and look, when he was here, my sole goal was to record weekly, have good guests on, have good guest co-host on, mm-hmm. put an episode out a week. But when it came down to posting it and doing all the fun, really good stuff that goes yeah. out on the social media,s yeah, I, I tried my best, but no, I I just put it out there and I and tag people and did I didn't do all the neat stuff that he does. Now, burly fishing was a long form podcast. Yes. And and that's good because we are long to extra long form podcast <laughs> is, is the new one still going to be that long form type podcast.
2: It'll probably be medium to long form. It'd be like, uh, yeah, I'd say like, it'll be like an ML medium, large. It, Cause you know, we're not sure yet. And that's one of the things that we, we're still fleshing everything out. I haven't done the logo yet. I'll end up doing the logo in the next couple of weeks here. Um, we're going to pre-record some episodes and try and have a big launch. You know, we have some really cool partners. Waypoint Waypoint Outdoor Collective is one of the folks we've been working with. And, um, you know, we're going to have them help us launch it and all that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, we, that one hour mark is probably the sweet spot. Um, so we're probably going to try and stay right there. The other thing too, is you guys, I mean, you guys know when you have kids, but like a lot of times after our shows, like our kids go to bed around eight. So Mm -hmm. like right when my kids go to bed or are going to bed, we're starting the show. Mm -hmm. Show goes for an hour ish. We talk business after the fact. And then a lot of times I'm actually hopping on and I'm editing a video like right after that, Mm. whether it's for Monster Bass, for our channel, like for somebody else, you know, now Mule Fishing. Again, Ethan, you know, we do some videos for them and it's all of a sudden it's like it's it's two thirty in the morning. I got to get up at five to go to the gym and then go to work. And like that's, you know, that's Friday. So it can get trying to be that one hour mark. Plus, if you say one hour, pulling the plug on Jeff's like impossible. That dude will. He's the only human who could do like a thirty-five minute outro, and you're like, bro, like we said, we were getting off like twenty-five. It's what are we doing? Thirty percent of the show is just them being like, so we're gonna get off tomorrow. Oh, okay. (laughs)
1: Look, there's that's Paul. Paul's the
0: hardest guy to pull the freaking hook on.
1: (laughs) Look, there's something to say about the gift of gab, true, and and creating a medium to put somebody like myself and jeff on and some other people the gift of gab just keeps going it just keeps going there's no you know, you switch get, can, yeah, can no, confirm no, no no we'll get off this shit and we'll get off this at, at, at you know 10 30 11 o'clock at night and i'll send the hooks at hoodlums a uh a, a instagram phone call and at least one or two pick up and we talk for another two hours it's wonderful Holy it's wonderful yes yeah, good times it's good
2: times I don't sleep, but I do need to work after these. That's the killer, man. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Like Honestly, I used to drink beers on our show. I actually mm-hmm. pretty much <laughs> stopped doing it because I, I'm a father. And when you're a father, and you this is essentially daytime for me, when you day drink, you get sleepy afterwards. You don't get like excited. You, I used to get like wild. You know, now, I just get sleepy. I have two beers, and I'm like, this day is over. I'll <laughs> have myself a nice nap. And this day is done. Like I'm cashed out. So
1: the only time that I get fired up and more energized is when I'm drinking during this podcast. And we'll get done with this podcast, <laughs> and it could go two or three hours. Not this one per se, but just in general. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, I'm I'm so fucking fired that I just I can't go to bed. So I'm you know usually looking at some stupid shit on the YouTube or oh, yeah. Facebook or tic-tac or something like that and before you know it you blink and it's three o'clock in the morning your wife's like what why are you yeah. turn that shit off
2: but that's good though because that tell that should tell you that like when you're energized by something that should tell you that you're doing something good because that's how i feel about like editing like i don't approach those things with like animosity or anxiety or whatever like some of that background work that takes work like a ton of work mm-hmm. i get excited about doing that stuff so like you know, when people are like, oh, well, you know, when do you start editing? I'm like, well, sometimes like 10 or 11 at night. And <laughs> I'm like, and it takes two hours minimum for me to get like a decent video done. And I always do some of the extra stuff. Like in my edits, you'll always see usually background music. You'll usually see cut intros. You'll, you know, you'll see transitions, like all that kind of stuff that most people are like, ah, blah, 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 see you later. Have a nice day. And like, I don't have to do that stuff. You know what I mean? Right. But like, I, I actually enjoy doing it. And I like learning about it. So like, I color correct pretty much all my videos. Um, and I do some of that extra stuff that takes maybe another half hour. But I, but when I'm done, I'm like you, I got to be like, okay, I'm going to go in the other room. I'm going to read a book for like 20, 30 minutes. And then I'll, then I'll be ready to go to bed. Cause otherwise I'll start doing TikToks and I'll be I'll mm-hmm. like, well, if I do 15 of those, then I'll go to bed. <laughs> so screwed. I'm
0: glad that you brought that up. So I, I like, I've listened to the show long time follower on Instagram but you were one of the ones who, uh, you do this really great thing on uh, on TikTok, which I, I really appreciate. And to be honest, uh, like I run the Bass and Brews TikTok, so I've yeah. absolutely been biting off your style, which is what you do is you take the, the popular trends, right? And you make them relate to fishing completely. 100%. And not a ton of people that are doing that. I mean, there's more now, but you were kind of one of the first ones that I saw do that where you're taking... Trending uh sounds and then just basically doing whatever the trend was, but flipping it towards a fisherman, which is a brilliant idea. I don't know why a bunch of us weren't doing that before. Again, like if you go out there and you fish and you do a TikTok of you catching a fish, and you're like, Holy crap, I don't understand why I'm not growing on TikTok. That's not what that audience wants. For the most part, the audience does not want to see you catch a fish. You hold it up. I think that's great. They could not care less. I mean, put it out there for yourself. If you want to see that, you want your, you know, your favorite Guns N' Roses track uh, in the background as you hold up your fish. Go for
2: Take it. Take me but away, that... Sandman. Everyone's going to bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I like, don't expect to grow off it. But you're one of the ones that I saw specifically target those big trends but just flipping it to the fisherman side.
1: You yeah, know, those it's... voice those voiceovers you do are funny as shit, and the ones you were doing previously a few months ago, where the the lip, just the lip we're talking <laughs> yeah. on stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, it, it, I don't watch a lot of those things, but when yours come up, I'd always watch it. And I, and I, and still to this day, I'm like, how the hell, how the hell do you do that shit? Like, how do you make your voice, how do you make your mouth and the words all sync up? I, I have no idea. It's, it's I just, I will,
2: I will tell you. Um, I had a go. So, TikTok was like, I wish I had done it like three months earlier. I had a, a really good friend. He's, he runs a, uh, a, uh, I met him on my like honeymoon, uh, in Jamaica randomly. He lives in Alabama. He, they got married like the same day that me and my, my wife and I did. And we just kind of like connected because everyone else at the, at the resort we were at were morons. Oh. And, um, <laughs> it was like, it was, they. I, mean, Haute. Haute. I, I, I made no other, I made no other friends. And, uh, <laughs> And so we, we always kept in touch. He actually came, we visited them, uh, once and he actually came up to Michigan. He came out to Lake St. Clair at our cottage or whatever. Um, anyways, he, he runs, uh, he started a TikTok like way early on. And as as you guys know, and maybe you don't, but like, not you guys, but like in general, the earlier adopter you are, when there's less fish in the pond, you can be a way bigger Uh fish. It's just like bass fishing. And so, He was one of the early adopters and he wasn't doing anything crazy on TikTok. He was just doing his woodworking thing and he is blown up. And so he, he messaged me. He's like, right when I got started uh, with doing other stuff, he used to do TikTok. I'm like, nah, stupid idiot. It's because like six months later, three months later, I really wish I had, because I would have been one of the first ones. Like there would have been nobody else. I've downloaded it, deleted it, got it back later. Mm -hmm. Alex Rudd actually was the one who like put me on, put us onto it. And I don't know how I got delegated with it, but I was like determined to figure it out. And so I was making garbage TikToks for Monster Bass. I was making garbage TikToks for us. I didn't enjoy doing it. It was like a lot of work. (laughs) And I was like, I could make like one in four hours. Like it just didn't Mm. make any sense. But I I was like belligerently persistent with it. And eventually I developed a system. Eventually I I found a niche totally on accident. And honestly, the reason that I do what I do is because, and I hate to say this. This is really, this really sucks. The reason I do it the way that I do it is because it's efficient. I can make, I'll sit down instead of editing a video that two hours, I can make 20 TikToks. Mm. And it's because I have a, and I have to limit myself on TikTok. I'll spend 30 minutes once a week. I'm not watching for entertainment. I'm only looking trend audio. And I'll favorite it. And when I see that favorite, it goes in like your bank of favorites that no one else can see. And then I basically have a list of audio that I want to do that I think is, I don't even think about it. I'm like, well, this one's good. I can do this. And so I just favorite it. So I have this huge, like thousands of TikToks that are favorited. My goal in a half hour is to get like 30. And I'm just favoriting the ones that I'm like, I can use that, I can use that, I can use that. And then when it comes time, like later that week or the next week, I'll sit down and record as many as I can before 1 a.m and then I pull the plug and I get out. And I can do that so efficiently that that's just become my my jam. If if I had unlimited time, I would make different TikToks. I would still do the joke ones cuz I do think I think they're funny and I like making yeah. them at this point, but I would totally do more of like the scenic stuff and like the, you know, I do make them occasionally like when I can, but they always poop the bed because you have to make them consistently for people to follow you for that. And I just don't have time to do it. I wish I, I the one thing I would tell people if you're in social media, if you're into even just making content of any kind, whether it's like actual physical art, like you're drawing or whatever, like the, the time that you have to do it is like the limited resource and mm-hmm. this is coming from some, I work a nine to five. I, work, I have like a very professional job. My wife also works, which means I'm also a part-time parent. There's nobody to be like, I'm a full-time mom. And we don't have like anybody where I can just like drop the kids off for the weekend. Like all the time mm-hmm. that I have is split 50-50 between the actual fishing, like going out and fishing, <laughs> which you have to make a lot of time for. And then the rest of it is content. So like I'm basically trading my sleep and any free time on the weekend to either fishing or editing. And so you get to a point where you're like, if I had 20 more hours, like I could be, I do, I believe that I could be like super, you know, I could like blow up, but like, it just right. takes time. It, that's all it takes.
0: I think it's funny that you mentioned uh, that you wanted to do more. So to, uh, it, you really hit on a good point. Like that's what people got into you for was the jokes or what, whatever your niche is. Right. Because I will say, I sat down and I was like, listen, I'm going to hit, like I I bought a drone, what is that, like three, four weeks ago, right? Bought a drone and I'm using it in the YouTube videos. Oh, it's so much fun. And I'm doing it in the YouTube videos, but I was like, listen, I'm going to incorporate that into the TikTok videos. So I had this one with like some drone footage, me hitting a hook set and then pulling up like a four and a half pounder. It got 140 views. It fucking bombed. Nobody gave a shit. (laughs) nobody gave me shit it had a trending sound in the back all that edited to it it bombed which up kiss it is what it is right it is what it is like it's just that audience is i can make a little make, different
2: and people people kind of give me crap for doing it like because a lot of people don't like them which is fine i don't really care what they think i just make what i want but like mm-hmm. when people are like i don't like your TikToks," i'm like yeah but i can make 365 of them in a year without breaking a sweat and they get five times the traction of the one that takes me three hours to make. So mm-hmm. you know what? As soon as people are smart, I'll make good TikToks. People are dumb, so I'll make <laughs> thousands and thousands of trash ones, and they'll blow up. So like, I, I and it's not like I enjoy making them. It's like I don't. Th- I think they're yeah. funny. Like these are jokes that I'm. I'm making my own jokes, and it's mm-hmm. you just happen to think they're funny. And like people that that's the game that we're playing when we're making the right. content. And people will come on here and tell you like. Oh yeah, like only make the content that you want to make and you'll be successful. That's very true. That is not incorrect. It's not wrong. That's very very true. But that is not necessarily like it it all depends on what your goal is. If your goal is to it is to is if you don't care about the speed at which you're going to blow up, great. If you know whatever. That's that's awesome. But like TikTok for us is 100% exposure. Like that's mm-hmm. the only reason I'm using it. Like I do enjoy doing it, which is why I continue to do it. But it's an exposure tool that enables me to do the things that I actually care about, which is YouTube. So, like, when we do the YouTube, TikTok is bringing people over like crazy. People TikTok is bringing people over to my, my Instagram channel. So, like, ours, because we have a couple now. But, like, mm-hmm. it's enabling the other stuff. It brings people over to the podcast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, I'm not necessarily concerned about, like, I have to make only my style of content or else it's not worth it. Cause I'm not having, you know, I'm not having fun or whatever. Like I'm doing what's successful. Cause my goal is legitimately it, it, the same premise as YouTube where like, it should be fun. It should be educational. It's got the same vibe as my YouTube channel. All that stuff matters to me. Integrity is important. I'm not going to get on there and not going to be lying to anybody. I'm not going to be doing anything like political or whatever. Like my own personal views are not included at all. It's fishing. It's fun. It's educational. Like that's, that's what we do. That's what it is. But it at the end of the day, it's like a means to an end. So like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, I'm only going to make TikToks that I like because otherwise I am i don't have no integrity. Well, it's not true. I mean, that's just, it's not why I'm using it. That's the only reason I don't do it. I was it. about to say, it matters
0: how you use the tool, right? I, I talked about this with a lot of creators that come on, but I heard about this whole theory and I think it was, uh, it was Matt Pangrac on BTL talked about, I can't remember, I think he was, I can't remember who he's talking about, but might have been Brian Thrift about using this wheel method to find fish, right? Like find your hub and then the, do the, the outside. Wheel and,
1: the wheel and spoke, yeah. Right? Yep. So
0: then I took that to social media on like pick what your hub is and then use your other programs or other platforms to have a different audience that you can drive to the main one, right? Like that was my whole idea. And it sounds like it's basically what you're talking about.
2: Well, and we're, you know, we've seen, I've seen some people that I admire and I've stolen from, you know, and told them like, hey, cool idea. I'm stealing it, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, where they have strategically played the game that we're kind of playing because a lot of us have the same goal, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and it's, it sounds so sleazy. I I hate even saying it because it's not 100% true, but like the goal is to grow so fast and to be so big that I can turn this into a full-time job. Like that's right. the goal. And anybody that tells you otherwise, 10% of them might be telling the truth. 90% of them are absolutely lying to you. Like it's, I'm sorry, but it's just not true. Like you wouldn't no. like the number of people that are just making videos. Cause they're like, golly, I just love making videos. They're driving you to a business. They are growing a business. They like doing it. It's not a lie, but like they're, they wouldn't use hashtags if they didn't care. Right. Like that, like that's the bottom line. Like you wouldn't be like, Oh, I should like advertise on Instagram. Well, if they're doing that, they're trying to grow their reach. Like there are other goals. It's okay that you're making content that you like or whatever, but like, that's, you know, that's, that's not the only thing they're doing. So I just think that I've seen people be really successful where they're like, I'm not even going to do YouTube yet. I'm not even going to do TikTok yet. I'm doing Instagram. I'm going to get a hundred K or 50 K on Instagram. Then I'll do something else, and I'll take my 50k on Instagram, and I'll leverage it into YouTube, or I'll leverage it into TikTok, and they're kind of playing a game, like they're legit, like they're they're like playing chess, right? And they're like, okay, um, if my if my if my queen is protected, I can go ahead and get as many people as possible. I'm gonna hammer away at this game, and I've seen people be really successful, and like and and being an early adopter is such a huge deal. I mean, you see the the Googan Squad, you see I made even like Gene Jensen, right? Like guy I yep. really admire, great fisherman. Uh, tackle Junkie, people that have been around yep. the they've been around the block, but they were early adopters on YouTube. So they were big fish, small pond, and they they by as they should, they grabbed the attention of a ton of people because they were making good content that was useful, and there wasn't a lot of alternatives. There weren't a lot of alternatives, mm-hmm. and so that's. TikToks the same way, and that's why we tried to do it when we did. I mean, we we're still small. I mean, to be honest, we're dinks. We're not even like sixteen thousand. Like there are people right. who have made five TikToks who are five times bigger than me. So like, we are what we are. But but realistically, if I had done what I did a year earlier, we'd be a two hundred k channel, and that's just a early adopter. You know, my brain like it's amazing. Like I I deleted my Facebook in like two thousand twelve. And I refuse to bring it back. I actually hate social media. Like I, I was loath to get an Instagram when we first started this. Like I did not want to do it. I really didn't. But Jeff was mm-hmm. like, if you don't have an Instagram, like you're not doing anything. I was like, fine. So I made an Instagram. I like, I don't, I really, if, if it were up to me, like I would love to make videos, but I truly despise social media just in general. Like I hate using it, but like kudos to kudos to people who like understood the game early, got in, put in the work, got efficient and good at making quality content and just crushed
1: it. Like good for them. Well you well, brought think... up a point. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. I, it wouldn't have been this bad, Alex, if you would if you would sit still and weren't and weren't lagging. Damn. Quit all the moving. So so I, I'm gonna back up a little bit because you said yeah. something Earlier about you get these people that say, I don't like your TikTok or This is stupid and shit like that. Right. So when you have these folks that give you negative comments, a lot of times they didn't just watch that one. They've watched numerous and they might comment about how stupid your shit is and how bad they hate it. Mm-hmm. over numerous ones. So that means they're watching it. That's engagement. So all your engagement doesn't have to be positive. No. Negative engagement is still engagement. When you're trying to grow the social medias, I mean, in, that's that's all we're looking for, you know, the impressions, the engagements, the people that are watching, the people that are clicking and commenting. When you have those folks that that have that negative view, it, it's going to... You're gonna you're gonna have the net rig nerds that are then gonna come at this person and now you've got a hundred comments back and forth about how stupid this shit is and how not stupid this shit is and why are you here and this and 100%. that. So you know when you when you're creating content that you're getting negative feedback and responses to, you're doing it right now. If it, all of it's negative, then then you're not doing it right. There's, well, there's no controversial
2: longer. content. Mm. Sorry to interrupt, but controversial mm-hmm. and negative are two very different things. If you're making negative content, go home. I don't want to get out of here, dude. Like I don't want any of that garbage. That's trash, and that's just my opinion. Yep. That's my opinion. I don't make. I make almost nothing, and I mean like 99.9% of the content that I make, it, 100% is not intended to be negative. And I would agree. I would argue that 90 plus percent of it is not negative, negative. and that is intentional. Like I'm not making. I'm not making anything out here. That's supposed to be like, wow, I hate that. If I read a comment like that, it's it's because someone has already been super negative to a point where I'm not comfortable with it being on my page and not being acknowledged. That's the only time I'm gonna say something like that. Um making controversial content is the key, is actually like should be part of your business model. I mean, <laughs> realistically, like some of my most engaged posts are about people eating bass. I eat bass. I eat all I eat them all the time. I just I was in St. Clair. I was on Lake St. Clair this weekend and we we caught our limit on largemouth and I kept them and we caught well we didn't come close to catching our limit on panfish, but we caught dozens of panfish. And that's a mixed bag. I'm proud to I'm proud to tell anybody about. But like I'll make TikToks all the time about like people uh, being negative about eating bass. I get more comments on those than almost anything else that I make. And I make them all the right. time because people like love yeah. to get into an argument. If you can start an argument in your comment section, mm-hmm. nailed it. Thank you very much. Literally, talk
0: about talk about eating bass or mention Guggen, and you're instantly going to have let's do it comments let's fight. the ass. Like, yeah.
2: yeah. And I love I, I, in my opinion, a thumbs down is worth two thumbs ups. That's how I look at it. If you want to come on it, like some dude made a comment about I was using an ultralight jig. I this is my favorite thing to get heated up with people is the uh, improved clinch knot. People always get po'd or like that that knot doesn't work. You can't use that for this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, I caught seventy five fish on that knot. So you please tell me how it doesn't work some more. I guarantee you, more fish in this entire planet have been caught on the improved clinch knot than on any any knot that you any more than a Palomar knot. I bet my life on it. Is and, that
1: so? And, let's let's like I I don't people ask me about knots and shit all the time. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I just. I twirl it around, I run it back through, I run it back up through. That's an improved I, I clinch pl- knot. Okay. That's what you just so did. You. The- we called it growing up. We called it the fisherman's knot. That's yep. what we called it. And weird, that's the- <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the only knot I tie. I can tie it faster than the polymer knot. I get hung up a lot because I fish in shit. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't fish lures. Scared to lose them, you know. I I, so I threw my shit in. I had never had a knot come loose. I use a lot of clips on crankbaits and a lot of stuff like that. I use a lot of clips. Every time I get hung, my line always pops before the knot comes loose or before that clip breaks. 100%. It comes lo- so the in in this the
2: by,
1: Yeah, the fucking knot the not thing is, is, is asinine. That's exactly, it's the dumbest shit, but, that, but leave it to, fit, to anger. Welcome to argue about the shit. to the internet. About, welcome welcome to to the the get it.
2: I get it. And like, Everybody. I totally get it. Like you can make an argument. Like there's, there are, there are better knots for different situations. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not true. You're talking about like the 0.01% differential. Like we're talking about like the difference that we're arguing over right now is a joke. And I'm not here to tell you that the improved clinch knot is the best knot that's ever been tied. That is a I factual. Am. That's the best fucking go. knot. That is there. the
1: best fucking knot. It's called the fisherman's knot. This
2: this, yeah. this 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 podcast can
1: blow up now. And I'm telling you like there's no. If I blow it, up, we mean this shit's going to implode, blow up, and even better. We're not going to have t- the ten viewers. We're going to drop down to one or two next week. Dude,
2: uh, and it it literally though it it makes me laugh because like I had a dude come in and comment. He was like. This was with an ultralight jig. And by ultralight, I mean, it was a one, I can't remember if it was a 132 or 164, but it was an <laughs> ultralight jig. And I'm used, yeah. And I've got three or four wraps on this, on this, um, on this knot. You know, it's tiny. And I post a picture on Instagram. He gets on there and he's like, You never post pictures of big fish and you're an idiot because you use that knot. And I'm like, He's on a jig. And I'm like, Bro, I, I didn't, I never go off on people. It's not worth it. My goal when people leave negative comments is to continue the conversation. I don't care what direction, as long as it's not negative. And so I will go, tell me more, or thank you for commenting. And uh, I try, I'm, I try, I'm being positive as, as I possibly can. My goal is for them to leave another comment or have someone else come in and leave a comment. That's literally my only yeah. goal. I don't care about engaging with people. I'm trying to drive the engagement on that post. I got about mm. 40 comments on that comment after the fact. And I was like, mission accomplished. Thanks for the thumbs down. That was worth a hundred thumbs ups. Please continue. Uh-huh. And I, that's <laughs> yeah. what, that's how we handle negative stuff on YouTube. It used to bother Jeff a lot. And <laughs> I would tell him, I would tell him, I'd be like, because it doesn't bother me really at all. And I would tell him, I'm like, dude, you got to look at it as an opportunity to start an argument where you get to be the good guy the whole time. And your goal should be to just get other people to jump on. If you can leave a pos- any kind of positive remark, I would just tell him say thank you heart emoji. That's what I told him to do like every time. Just thank you heart emoji, and do people well now when he does that, people either apologize right off the right off the face of it, or they come back negative again. And to your point, the neg rig nerd crew will come out and just hammer them, and I'm like, mm-hmm. either way, Pardon. I win. So thanks for leaving the shitty comment. Like please continue. Yeah. <laughs> my,
1: my my the way that I think about it is the negative comments that they say are zoos, I call it slap them across the face with love. Yeah, 100%. tell them tell them they're right. Draw them you in. Know, it. you know, just kind of play into that ego because you want them, you want them to get a little more triggered. You want them to get in there because you know you're gonna have you, we all have those followers, those listeners that are gonna come in to our defense, and then we all all we have to do is sit back and be like, here we go. Let's roll.
2: <laughs> and it's not even like I expect to be right all the time. Like I'll tell people all the time, like when people tell me like for example, someone comes in the improve glitch on. I'm like, you're right, you're not even wrong. I just don't care. I just don't <laughs> right. care. I don't care. Right. Like I don't yeah. care, man. They'll be like, oh, you. That's not the best lure for this. I'm like, probably right, dude. But that's what I used. Have a nice day. Appreciate your <laughs> comment. And I'll do. It's like what, dude? I don't care. I literally. The only reason I'm responding is because the algorithm says I have to. So, like, that's mm, that's yeah. the reason. Like, I don't go, – go off, bro. Like, have a nice day. You're right, though. You're 100% right. You can be re- – you you got to you gotta act like the youngest brother. If you act like the youngest brother at all times, <laughs> it's like just a little knowledge. bit poke the bear, but, like, just be yeah. nice because you won't get in trouble when mom comes by. The older brother should get
1: smacked <laughs> right in the head. If you that's act right. like the youngest child, like, you're going to win the whole time.
2: That's, 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 love that it.
1: That is a fucking phenomenal analogy. <laughs> that's, that's the shit. You know what? This podcast is over. We're not going to get any better than this. The shortest fucking podcast ever. We're ending it right here. We're going to get into the shotgun round questions. Alex, take it away. All right. So, no, we're not doing shotgun yet. Um, <laughs> all right. So, I, I have
0: a question. This just popped up because this did happen. So, so, speaking about nasty comments, right? So, I used mm-hmm. to have this guy where I fish uh, in South Jersey bass fishing is not the biggest deal it's normally like striper and everything striper. else right so i fish a tidal river right and this guy had made a bunch of comments before about how i'm ruining the fishery because i'm putting light onto the spot and so after i was gone all winter like i'd been gone for for a while like when i came back home uh, for that visit recently i think i was gone for like seven months and uh one, props to him. He probably doesn't listen because he's not smart enough to figure out how to do podcasts. But he actually did stop me in my kayak to have a conversation. And he's like, oh, you're back out here. I'm like, yep. And he goes, oh, so this is going to be all over YouTube again. You're going to ruin the spot again. And I was like, no, no, hold on. Timeout. Like, I've never named the spot ever. I've never said the name of it. There's plenty of tidal rivers. There's tons of tidal rivers. Every tidal river, when it hits brackish water, it's going to have large mouth. I've never named it. I've never said where I'm at. And that dude, I've also seen him fish. He catch way less than I do. Like I catch a lot more there and that's not my fault. And I know he went there because he saw me put the video out. But like, how would you respond to that? Like somebody who's calling you out for spot burning, even though you're just trying to make the content.
2: This is another one where we don't run into this a lot because I don't actually fish super fishy spots. So, like where I go, like Jeff, my Jeff and my shtick is like, we are going to a new place most times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do not pick like good places to fish. Like, if everyone where I am would fish St. Clair year round, year round or Erie, right? They would mm-hmm. go and hammer giant smallmouth all day. Um, I'm way more interested in catching the five pound the one five pounder that's in the lake down the road then I am in catching another four pounder on St Clair now don't get me wrong I just had a I, the video I'm actually working on right now is me flying to Malax uh with monster bass to film a video and catching like five pounds mama like I, I love doing it like, don't get me wrong and like when I'm on St Clair like that's what I'm gonna go do but like most of our videos like that's what it is it's like backwater fishing now the flip side of that is we get a lot of this. Uh, when we fish the river because we will i'll find stretches that are like loaded like with mm-hmm. 18 19 you know 20 inch fish and because we kayak you know in the same spots and you know you'll get two three thousand views on a video yeah like somebody's watching that from michigan and is like i know where that is i've seen mm-hmm. that house or that dock or that tree or whatever a couple of things on my, my perspective on this one is probably different than most people's i when i was when we first started, I used to be really into not spot burning. It like bothered me when Jeff would like mention the place where we went. And I got to a point where I was like, and I used to listen to a lot of, I listened to like meat eater podcasts. I listened to a lot, honestly, a lot. I used to listen to way more, but I, I listened to a lot of podcasts and I've, i after listening to people who are way more informed, way more experienced to get way more negative comments than me. It totally changed the way that I approach this. If you are someone who spot burns, that is you. You are the problem. It's not me. If you do all of your fishing based on somebody else's research, you're the one that sucks. That is not my problem. I go fishing, I make videos. If you're gonna go there and follow me around and try and catch fish, go go ham, dude. But you know what? You ruined it for yourself, and you're eventually gonna you could potentially ruin it for other people. The number of people spot burning these days is so much lower than I think it used to be when it was like the like the earlier days of YouTube and when mm-hmm. like the chat, the forums were like the hottest thing. Right. would post a picture and that would that, that whole thing. I think it's become much less prevalent than it used to be because it's big. It's become super taboo. Um, but regardless, if I found somebody doing that, I mean, my opinion is like the same as a negative comment. I'm like, you're the problem. I'm not the problem. I'm making a video about fishing. If you want to go and fish on my spots, um, you, you're actually not doing at all what I do or what I would say that anyone should do, which is the whole purpose of our podcast started where it was Jeff and I in kayaks, fishing little ponds, trying to find the biggest fish in that little pond and have fun. If you are spot burning and you want to go catch the same fish as me, have at it, bro. Have at it. Like go, go nuts. Like Uh even if I was fishing St. Clair and I found the the, every single bed fish that's over five pounds in the lake and someone want to go fish it that dude you're you're doing yourself a disservice it's this is a you problem and if you burned everyone else's hole you're the problem i'm not the problem i'm not the one that i'm i refuse to be in trouble i refuse to be in trouble for that so go ahead if you want to hate me for
1: posting a video stop watching my videos tank all my videos please well with 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 what we have in technology and fishing now with the access to to charts online Mm -hmm. with with all that the secrets that are out there, yeah, there ain't that many secrets anymore. None. There's two. Very like, few. Like because you can go look at Navionics and you can see. You I can do it see, constantly.
2: Yeah, I do it all. There's, how I do live, scope. there's yeah. live scope. There's freaking live scope They're
0: literally like, able to I, live see these fish. I don't see how. Yeah, but
1: so, I, I. mean, it, my thing with with spot burning and this and that shit. Look. How many times in, in tournament fishing, and, and let's take kayak world because we're all kayak anglers, and, and Alex doesn't do tournament fishing, but we've had tournament guys on here and all this and that. Mm-hmm. Tournament fishing, people will fish a spot, and they'll be like, this is it. This is my spot. They pre-fished it for a couple hours because they found the fish. They hooked a the couple. They're twenties. Like, I'm This is it. I'm coming back here first thing tomorrow morning. First morning of the tournament, they go out there and be damned if somebody ain't on their spot. They're like, what the hell? I mean, look. Surprise,
2: surprise. You found where the fish are, and everyone else knew about it already. Yeah,
1: there were probably 18 people that came and fished that spot and found that spot. And and you know what? There's probably, in the kayak world, 17 of these 18 people probably caught 100 inches every day leading up to the tournament (laughs) And, and one practicing. And then the and tournament I, comes around, you know I mean? The, the, there's I mean, just get not it. that many secrets. And no. you can't catch other people's fish. There's spots within spots. You can find a point oh. and it looks beautiful, but maybe there's a single stump or a single rock where those fish go. And if you're 20 yards to the left or right or north or south, and you're not on that spot and you're not throwing the, the presentation in the lure, You're never going to catch those fucking fish.
2: I do. I got one for you. I I got one. I will give you the best example that I'll probably ever have for that exact point. That is a great point. I have a place. My my wife's family has had a place on Lake St. Clair for decades. And uh, I'm fortunate enough to be able to go there. And it's on the water. And it's on a seawall. And, you know, we share. We got 75 feet or whatever. And there's a seawall to either side of us. It's like metal break wall, right? There are. And I've been fishing this exact place this exact 300 feet for you know eight ten years from the time i learned how to fish this is like where i learned how to tie an improve clinch knot (laughs) and uh, right and uh and and i can tell you right now like this weekend was a perfect example we had the mayfly hatch i already knew exactly what i was going to throw because i knew they were all going to be eating on top for mayflies and it was a hot day, super sunny. I knew the exact color that I needed to throw, the exact color jig, and the exact size. And I, I got up at around five a.m. because my daughter was up. My son woke up about five forty-five. We filled up the little kiddie pool, brought it next to the next to the break wall, and before before nine thirty a.m., I had probably caught thirty plus fish. And I could tell you where every single fish was that was hanging out on that break wall, to, within a foot because I know that break wall because I'm fishing it for like 10 years and it's only 300 feet. I have caught my PB smallmouth on that break wall. Mm. I had, I caught first cast the mornings over the fourth, a 17 inch smallmouth first cast. I knew, I knew exactly what to throw in the morning. I, I knew exactly what to throw and guys come and fish that break wall all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. And they don't catch any of those fish. Guy lived there for 25 years. He only worm bobber fishes. He only cares about walleye. Probably only caught a dozen bass ever off that break wall. I've caught muskie off that break wall because I know exactly where they're gonna be. And nobody else catches fish there. They'll tell you there's no fish there. And I will be like, I promise you to I, I pro, it doesn't matter what day it is, I'll go catch a bass off that break wall. They take me 10 casts, but I'll go get one for sure. Guaranteed every single day. And again, I could win a tournament from the rock corner. All the way to the other end in that 300 feet I could win a tournament in a day that just makes illustrates the point that when when people go out and they spot burn first of all I, I'm not back and I'll die on the sill that's that's on you that's not on me like that's on you if you spot burn you're the one that sucks I don't suck period I'm just yes I'm creating the opportunity for someone to do it someone still has to go do it that's on you so sucks to suck um, but but the end of the day you are not going to go catch my fish and that's right. kind of what jeff and i do like i i, I want to be the one I, I feel very confident that there's two or three lakes that i've caught the biggest bass for that year that lives in that lake because i've fished it uh, maybe, yeah. maybe two dozen times and mm-hmm. i know where the big fish are and i know what that lake's capable of and you know how many five pounders that are empty emptied out how many empty five pounders there are in there one yeah. there's probably one and we probably <laughs> co- and we caught that one so i don't know man i would be it's tough like you never want to see it happen i don't think i've ever seen it actually happen because i'm not that good of a fisherman but like if i was and it did happen i would take i i honestly would take zero credit for it
3: yeah
0: i, I think know. uh i don't know the only reason i again the only reason i brought it up before when he first did it, I'll be honest, he definitely triggered me, and it almost made me think of, like, do I even film while I'm back there, right? This spot.
2: Is I hear you, man. Well, you don't want to lose, your spot. You use, lose spot. your spot. You don't want to lose your you there, spot. You don't want to lose your spot, because you worked, worked
0: hard, hard for that spot.
2: You worked real hard for the
0: spot, and then uh, I thought I was over, it. and then he brought it up again, and I was just like, well, I mean, to be honest, one, he was like, yo, Swamp Rat, like, he called me by the the brand name, the right? Tag, I, was like, oh, that's, yeah. I was like, yo, that's pretty cool, and then he's like, I fucking see your back ruining it again. And I'm like, ah, here we go. Here you know what go. I would
2: have done? You know what I would have done? I would have posted that whole conversation. I would have caught a huge fish and I'm like, bro, this one's for you. Go catch this <laughs> fish. Let them go. I, I mean, I honestly though, like I, I totally, up, but... get, the reason, the reason you're feeling that is because you get, yeah. you are a fisherman and you get it. You understand that it sucks when someone's do that to you and you are now, yeah you are now opening the door for someone to go do that. So that's not, I'm not saying that that's not the case. I'm like I get the argument, right. but you like me making a video and someone else doing something bad because of the video I made is not, that's not my fault. There's it's not your fault. You know what you really dislike is shitty people. Jeff and I were yeah. joking around, man. We like, we get all these, like we made a hate comment video. You should go watch it. It's hilarious. <laughs> I've seen that. I'm like,
0: that one is fucking
2: awesome. Funny. I think we got to make another one Need
0: to do more hate videos. Yeah,
2: we're due. We actually do. And you know what? Like looking back at all this and like all the problems that like, you know, that are honestly most of the problems that I have in general, it, the situation's not the problem. Shitty people are the actual problem. It's somebody who comes along and decides to be a piece of garbage like that's the problem. So like I I again like I refuse to take credit for it because someone else decided to take work that I made and and basically ruin it for everybody else. Don't get mad at me. Get get mad at the all the people who suck out right. there. Like those are the people you should be yelling at.
0: That's a good point. I think that's uh yeah. And as long as you're taking the right steps, right? You're not like hey, I mean, even if you are, but you probably shouldn't be like, hey, here's the coordinates. This is what the locals exactly. call it.
2: That's fair. Right? As I long as do you're that. doing
0: the right thing, right? Like, the, the the place I'm talking about, I've never used its real name ever on camera.
2: Exactly. Actually,
0: I take that back. It was, like, my third video on YouTube. It's a shitty garbage video, like most of mine. But, um, this one oh, did say... not it. most. They're all... Oh. But, uh... When I was going through and editing it, I was like, ah, shit. And it was like right when I caught a fish. And like I'm pulling – it was like a four-and-a-half-pounder, which is a great fish for Jersey. And I'm pulling it up. And I was like, oh, look, the blank produces again. So I was like, "Uh, all right, I guess I'm going to have to learn how to do the old school beep. And I fucking bleep that thing
2: out. That's fine, dude. Honestly, no. like – and I get it. That's a great point. And I don't do that either. But like when I say I'm on the Huron River – Right, the third longest river in the state. Yeah, like, it's huge. get no over way, it, yeah. dude. No, yeah, nobody <laughs> knows. There's 20 inch smallmouth in the Huron. Like, yeah, <laughs> we all do, man. And yeah, if you show a dam, like, someone's gonna know that where you were fishing. But again, have you ever blurred one out? No, and I'm not going to. Like, people, you don't think people know that that dam exists? I go fish that dam, and 16 boats are coming over the dam to float that stretch. And you know what? I almost promise you that like not one of them (laughs) caught the same smallmouth I did.
0: I went uh, striper fishing with a a buddy, a now buddy, but I met him off Instagram, right? Shout Mm -hmm. out to uh, Joe. And I went with him. And as we're uh, doing the video, I'd never caught striper. I went out in the kayak. Uh, We went tow tog and striper and trigger fish fishing.
2: That's so sick. Uh,
0: Dude, it was so much fun, but it was uh, positioning. The whole whole way to fish it too is really interesting because it was – you had to wait for the right tide and then you'd position behind the major expressway arms going down to even to the point where we were using uh, dog leashes to wrap around the piling to then attach to the kayak to hold us there holy so crap we didn't have to worry about pedaling right because it, the the current started ripping not very safe you definitely should have pfd uh, you know all that shit on but to position See, if, you'd then, hobby, if you'd have had a
1: Hobie, if you'd have had a Hobie, you wouldn't have had to worry about dog leash and you could have just handled it dude so no no CD no, because it was period. it was actually so better
0: because i had the old town because i could do a forward and backwards without having to move anything
2: that's a really good so, point the back oh man i have opinions on that but go ahead oh we're,
1: we're gonna, gonna get into that in on purpose
0: <laughs> on purpose that was he, that, that was a
1: total a, side in note. the yeah, south good. we don't He's call it good. a segue we call it a cg uh, yeah a that's CG. perfect i like that
0: but but, as uh, I showed him the the rough cut of uh, the draft I had of the video, and I sent it to him, and I was like, "Hey, what do you think? Because <laughs> uh, he does YouTube also. And he's like, yo, you gotta blur out so I'm like shit. I was like, <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean? Fucking blur out?" And uh, Joe, I did it. Uh, there were some there were some things, and i uh, I half ass blurred them. Uh, but then I got I felt no problem it.
2: No, I have no problem <laughs> protecting a cool spot. There's nothing wrong with that. But like at the same time, I, I again, I'm, ju- and I guess this is it. Like I am, yeah. I, I am not gonna feel bad about someone else being a yeah. piece of garbage. Just not. I don't
0: think. Yeah, it's not I worth think, it. Uh, like, it, it, what's funny is when you said that, it, it, it got me where I was like, this is ridiculous because there's also like five other boats there. Like there was two uh, two in kayaks and five <laughs> boats. It's not like this was. This is a major highway in the state of New Jersey. There's always boats where we were at. If guides
2: know about it, if guides know about it, everyone's going to yeah. know about it. And it and that's yes. not I mean and again, if if someone takes me to a spot though, if someone yeah. takes me a place and they're like, "Hey, yeah. like I tried to I worked you, hard yeah. to find this spot like, you know, and I know that or I'm even like thinking that's the thing, then I will for sure mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'll post the video maybe, but I'm not going to be like well i'm at blah 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 here's how you get there like no i'm not gonna do that like no and no one should do that like because again what we're all trying to protect is like people's hard work and we're trying to protect people's i mean it just it's kind of like that's i this is just my opinion but that is one of the reasons that i fish like one of the major Mm -hmm. reasons is that and we kind of talked about it with like the way that jeff and i do our fishing it's like I'm way more concerned about finding like the biggest fish in like the local pond. And so if I work really hard to find that giant fish and people find, uh, Oh, everyone found out that there's a five pounder down the road. (laughs) Like, yeah, maybe everyone now is going to fish that spot. Like everyone that, you know, lives in Michigan. Like if, if someone else did all that work and someone else found those fish and found that spot that, you know, is just a feed bag for fish. Like I'd feel really bad if all of a sudden all the locals are like now smashing it. And that, you know, maybe that spot's ruined. Like I'd feel terrible. Well, I can then, make my I can do that with my spots. That's my choice. Right. But like I'm yeah, not gonna go else. and be like, hey, a guy took me out on St. Clair and found me all the sturgeon, and now I'm gonna go film my own video and be like, hey, look, and if you just look right there, there's a lighthouse. Like no, like no, I'm not gonna listen. Do I've, I'm because. I've got because, I've hey, Jim got Bob a
1: Jim Bob is Jim Bob's gonna come to that spot. He's mm-hmm. gonna catch that five-pound smalley, take it You're home, and it. either eat it or mount it. yeah <laughs> There's always there's always a Jim bob out there that that's gonna to go catch that shit so they can take it home and put up eighty-five photos of this fish yeah. and then six months later it's on his wall. <laughs> and I it's a real fish.
2: But and that's yeah. And I have made I actually have made a lot of TikToks about that because while I am into eating bass and keeping bass, because I'm super into like DNR management and sticking by people who actually know what they're talking about and like who are professionals at this. It does like I saw a guy, I saw a guy at a, a lake down the road that I fish all the time with my son because you can just catch bluegill all day and that's all he wants to do. And I'm over there and I saw like three 20 inch bass, like a big, big mouths. and they're all like right on this little spot. And I was like, Walker, 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 dude, look, 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 look. Then I realized. This guy had already unloaded his kayak and had caught those fish and had them on a stringer on a weight down in the water. And I was like, oh, that's why they're all together. Because he's <laughs> gonna take them home and eat them. And I literally watched yeah. him do it and I was speechless. I was like,
3: Oh, what are
2: you doing? Well 20 inches. Uh...
3: Uh...
2: Like, oh God. Like, yeah. oh, I catch like five of those a year. Like, oh. mm-hmm.
1: But real quick to touch on the conservation side of it, uh, I think it was the University in of Indiana or wherever that did the 20 or 30 year study where they caught the fish and did all this. I can't remember. I've referenced it a couple of times. But anyway,
3: Mm -hmm. um,
1: they did the study where they caught the fish. And so they, all the fish that they caught, they separated and pulled them out. The, the offspring from those fish were more likely to get to bite and get caught.
3: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. I, I hate the, to say this without being able to reference it specifically. But if you go search, I think it was Indiana, somewhere up up in that area, they did the study. But what they came down to, one of the, I guess the theories that they got from this was all the fish, some fish never got caught. Some fish got caught numerous times. But the fish that got caught that they then bred, those offspring had a higher likely chance of biting a lure and getting caught versus the ones that didn't. And this is a 20 or 30 year study that they did over time. And so when you're taking these, when you're taking these fish and, and for genetic purposes, you want to leave the biggest fish in the lake, whatever it is, if it's three pounds, four just, pounds, just, eight yeah. pounds. Mm-hmm. Leaving those is the genetic to get the bigger fish, but taking these smaller fish, because typically your smaller fish are never going to reach that age no. level. No, they're never going to reach that size. So taking them out, Sixteen inches helps it, it, yeah. everybody.
2: Take them all yeah, down. Go yes. nuts.
1: Well, so, some people, 16 inches is the biggest in, in their body of water. But it, again, it's relative. You get the idea. Yeah. yeah. But the, that's the thing is, you know, they they have scientifically made the the krill limits for a reason. Yes. So take the fish. Now, if you're taking a, a 40-pound bag and taking them home and flaying them out, well, there's a little bit of a problem there. But if you're I, I would think. Things, I would think. Yeah, I, I had
2: I had a guy leave a comment today on one of my videos. He said, "Don't take bass; they're sport fish." And I was like, "Oh, look. you know how many sport fish get eaten, dude?" And then I was like, in my mind, though, I was like, "Dude, I was like, I told him, I was like, I will keep as many bass within the bag limit mm-hmm. because someone did research. They did shock pulls. They mm-hmm. netted." They, they did that. They've been doing it for 30 or 50 years, depending on the lake. And they said, they said, I want you to take these ones and this Mm -hmm. many, please go Mm -hmm. do that. They plan on you taking a certain amount of those fish. They, the limits are because they're like, okay, 80% of fishermen keep these fish. This is how many I want 80% of this number. You're part of that 80%. They, they need you to do that, to Mm -hmm. do what their plan is for that lake. And their plan, their plan is to grow the biggest bass, the biggest walleye, the most number of large jumbo perch, the biggest bull bluegills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All the way they the want nothing more than for you to have the best time in the world on the lake. They want you to go out and break your PB every single time you fish. That's all they that's that that's all they want. They don't want they want what you want. And so when they come out and they say to do that, I'm like, happy to oblige. I get dinner, I fish my kids get to have fun, and and I'm helping grow the big bass. So yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like sign me
1: up. Well, if one if anything. With, with forward facing sonar has taught us. And I have a buddy that I've got the fish on the boat with here recently a few times that has it. There, in, in I, I'm not an expert. I don't, I can't tell the difference between a catfish and a bass. Now I can see a big signature versus like a crappier perch signature and tell the difference. But in general, there's way more fucking fish down there that you're reeling your lure through oh. that are even paying attention to it than what you're catching. So frustrating. People, people it, in, until you get into a boat and you see all the fish on four facing sonar and we're not talking about the bait fish either. We're talking mm-hmm. about the grown ass fish. There's so many fish down there.
2: Jeff that and I you are
1: rolling by that have no that you're you're not going to catch.
2: You don't these, they don't you don't even exist. You're a, you're a log floating down the river. Um, we Jeff, Jeff and I just put garmin units on our boats this year and i haven't gotten to play with it nearly as much as i should have but we sat on a we sat on a big weed pile um like a four foot wide one and we pulled three or four big crappie off of it and there were easily 20 more that you could see that you that we could see um looking at it and they they would swim up up and
1: sit there and stare
2: just like ice fishing dude Yep. and and i've and i've been there with ice fishing too where i'll pull up to a spot, walk up to a spot, drill a hole, see a <laughs> 30 marks and and i've watched them on camera cuz we do have an aqua view that we got a couple years mm. back. And i'm watching them just be like next. <laughs> throw the next bait. just like next. <laughs> Not going to do it, dude. And and dude, yeah. it's it's the mo- honestly like as cool as it is and it is very 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 cool. I wouldn't i you can learn so much so fast, yeah. but uh, it's also very frustrating for that exact same. I was going to say that just... sounds like it
0: would be God. detrimental to me to how I know mentally, I, I just, like
2: mentally, mentally wreck you. Fuck me up, yes. Mentally
1: wreck you, me in but, the right spot. yes, initially. So the guys that I know that use use forward facing, and then the little bit that I've been around it, there's that there's that initial. Oh my God! You know, you're just fucking sitting there staring at, and you're just amazed. You're That's amazed. Shocking. And then the ones that put in the work get past that stage, and then they start to say, "All right, you know, is this my target species? Is this bass? Is this crappy? Is this catfish?" Yep. They start to learn that, and then they transition into the fish behavior when you throw lures down there. To then, but but, dude, you're talking about uh, tens, or hundreds of hours of time to be able to get, and and we everybody. So the pros are out there, right? We see them on TV. They're so many are posting on social media. They're using live scope. You know, Dustin Connell's is one of the best on his YouTube video about talking about how he's fishing for fish and talking mm-hmm. about, oh, I saw I saw you, girl, on live scope and I got you. Uh, it, it, the amount of time these guys are fishing 300 days out of the year, too. Exactly. They're not, they're not us that are fishing 80 days out of the year, that which is a lot, a LiveScope. by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 80 I mean, is a know, ton it is and and you know they have three times as much
2: and they had it since day one yeah
1: yeah it is
2: electronics is a really you could do a whole show on electronics because having i i outgrew my electronics on my on the like i felt like two years ago um and that's why we upgraded and i wanted to go kind of like I mean, that's one of the, we, we kind of spent a lot of money on it, but it's like often the, our, we're the business, but like mm-hmm. when we bought them, it was like, dude, this is a lot of money. Should we do this? I'm like, dude, this is why we started doing this was to mm-hmm. like, go do stuff that like I would never be able to do otherwise. And I would never in my like normal fishing life, go drop thousands of dollars on sonar. Cause like I do, I got to a point where I didn't even use it anymore. I got to a point where I didn't even use it because I was like, this is useless. Like, I can see every bait fish. So super great. Like, cool, man. Like, mm-hmm. you, and, and so, but now that I've got this unit, like, now I'm motivated to be like, I'll dedicate two hours of every fishing trip just not fishing and like dinking with like the technology. Um, it is, uh, you could, you could literally, it's unbelievable. And like that, what just came out, like, right now, Humminbird's got this, like, you can literally target a piece of structure, identify a target structure and your spot lock on your Minn Kota will not only keep you facing that specific spot. It'll keep you in your spot facing that target and live scope will lock on. Well, their version of live scope, mega three, Three Sixty, whatever will lock onto that. And you can fish mega live targeting a specific piece of structure. That is insane. Completely so like you push a couple buttons and it's like, okay, you just want to watch that weed pile, that rock pile, that bass, that dock, whatever it is. I'll just keep you right here. And mm-hmm. and it literally does they're individual. And so the the the, the transducers staying right on target and then your your Noda's lot you here is just keeping you right where you are. It's like
0: that's insane. I mean now, now it's that's just super next level. Now
2: we're just putting like name tags on fish right now and being like, ah, no, that one, that's the one I want. Like you're that's insanity. It's, completely <laughs> it's like when nuts. you go to the grocery
0: store, right? And you're, uh, no, you're, no, 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 no. One to the left. I want the,
2: exactly. I want the donut with the
1: extra jelly filling. Like, exactly.
2: <laughs> it's insane. But,
1: but you're also, you know, you can take it to, you can relate that type of information to bed fishing where somebody spends two, three hours trying to catch one bed fish they hook it and then they lose it, and then that fish is done. So you can do you can correlate that that information that we're gathering from the technology. You it, it's still the same thing. I mean, so uh, I think it was Ish Monroe two years ago when MLF was here in North Carolina on MLF, and they had the uh, they would they want Sharon Harris for the last day. And so they were fishing for a hundred thousand for big bass and a hundred thousand I think it was a hundred thousand, I'm pretty sure, for for the winter. and he strictly he had identified a, a double- digit bass, and he spent all day fishing for that bass. he hooks it, and the bitch comes off.
3: No, so way. you know oh.
1: it's the same it's the same type thing with this with the technology is yeah. you can waste a lot of time, but that's that's and you hear that with the pros is yes they can tell they can tell these fish what they've been able to do in their two hundred and eighty to three hundred and sixty one days on the water they can identify fish at a rate of bite the the majority of anglers that have it, and it's still I would be gander to say only a quarter. Of anglers as a whole have a forward-facing sonar at the most. Less than
2: that. Yeah,
1: that less than yeah, less than quarter. They're still wasting a lot more time fishing for fish that one are never going to bite, or two are fucking catfish. <laughs> like you know, that's fair. <laughs> and
2: and I <laughs> so would so the other thing. I mean, God, you know, it's funny you talk about bed fishing. I just before this, I was working a little bit, um, and I, I filmed like a vlog style video about. That trip I did to Minnesota with Monster Bass. And one of the things I was asked to do was bed fish smallmouth on the lacks. And I had never done that before. Ever. Clear water yeah. bed fishing for smallies. And I mean, I live next to St. Ish to St. Clair. And like I've never done it. And doing it out of a kayak was actually really difficult mm. the first mm-hmm. day. It took me a full day, mm-hmm. cocked it up the whole day. Second day, had my mind right, knew what I was getting into, got it done. And I remember there there were there were two things that bothered me about that trip. That the reason I made the vlog, actually. One was bed fishing smallies. Never done it. Honestly, I I know that so many people do it that it doesn't matter that I do it, but that to me doesn't necessarily constitute like an excuse to go do it. <laughs> um I've never I've never done it before. So that was honestly troubling a little bit. Um but it's actually once you see the fish, it's kind of Like you can't miss. Like it, it's a little bit insane. I mean, I I remember the first time. I'll never forget the first time I did it on my own. Like I rolled up, no one pointed out the bed. I found the bed. I was like completely alone. Dropped a bait on it. Spent about three minutes. Caught that fish. It was cool, but like not something I would probably ever do again, unless it was for like a video or something like that. What? I, I mean, it's cool catching big fish, but like you just damage that fish's ability to like defend against the next you know, whatever. Yeah, but comes they go to back to the bed. I know. Well, if you but, put but them but back in the
1: damn water, but if you take them and put them in the live well and haul sure. them off 100 miles. But, but even it, if you
2: don't, even if you put them right back on and they go uh, back to the bed, that's one less X amount of energy that they have that they have to go then replenish, which they don't do during that week. They spend that five to seven days basically not eating. They're just subsisting Waiting for a big bluegill or another whatever to come eat the fry mm-hmm. when that when those fish hatch, so they're just waiting. They're yeah. literally in defense mode. So you're pulling them off, expending a bunch of energy on a fight. And if it's a smallie, you're probably on a medium light or a medium rig, and you're going to yeah. take thirty seconds to catch yep, that tw- fish.
1: Twenty foot of water,
2: and all of a sudden now they got to go back down, and now they're maybe they're half tank empty, and now they got to either leave the bed to go eat. And expend more energy to get back into shape or they're not going to have energy as, or enough energy to defend the bed the next time. And so you I think know, that's you interesting dead... that you got, no, no, no. That's it. I mean, I, I was really surprised, but I did have one <laughs> other thing, but go ahead.
0: Yeah. So, so one, I'm very surprised to hear you say that because there's a lot of scientific proof that as long as you're putting them back, I know they're not, and then, no, and, and maybe not for smallies. I've never fished for smallies. No, we don't have that. You're right. Um, but for largies, like all the scientific proof is showing, as long as you release them, you can even release them. They're saying, even a normal tournament, they find yes. a way back, right? Or another female will go over and take over that nest and protect it, right? So I think it's really funny that you, like, You're not like you'll hold it there. Uh, right?
2: I'm over, yeah. I'm over, I'm over sensitive to a lot of that stuff. Like, I, and actually, one of the things I talked about in this video that's going to come out, I don't know, Friday or whatever, is. You know, they had me taking 10, 20 pictures, two, three clips of every fish that I catch for the video. And in my mind, I was like, dude, like, I don't like this. Like (laughs) I let these back in the water. (laughs) I let these fish, most fish, like if I take a picture, which you'll notice my picture, my, my Instagram is actually not that many fish. Mm -hmm. It's really not because most of the time I'm like, cool fish, look at it, boom, gone. Like, and it's all for the chesty and it's gone. Like, I don't really keep my fish around that often. You can go watch my videos. If it's me catching the fish. It's rare you'll see a cut, me take a picture, and then do the, do the thing. Like, it's kind of rare. Um, like, 30% of the time. Something like that. And it's because, right. like, I'm super conscious. Like, I've read so many studies that also say every second that you can reduce the fight on your fish and every second mm-hmm. that you can reduce keeping them out of the water is exponentially helpful for them to recover from that fight. Man, um, I mean, I get it. I just jacked its face with a jig hook. Like, I get it. I throw <laughs> fish back. I let my son do it. I put him in a kiddie pool and let him throw him back. I do I get it, but at the same time I'm like, why do more harm than you need to? What's the point? Yeah, yeah. You already no, jacked no, no, no. in the face. Why would I go any I, further? Like, well, I, we're
1: we're about to see it. We're about to see it because MLF and Bass are headed up on their northern swing for the next 3 or yeah. 4 tournaments. Mm-hmm. And they are going to be fishing for bed and smallmouth. And to go back Alex to touch on your your scientific point is even the scientists, even the conservationists say that the, the bedding fish that, that you're taking, catching, putting a live well, taking back for weigh-in. Sure. The amount of other fish that are out there spawning outweighs those fish by, by thousands. Like there's so many fish Mm -hmm. that you don't see doing that. Now I'll say this in the South because you can see a fish bedding in two foot of water in my area but there's also fish that are bedding in five or six foot of water that you can't see, yeah, and that yeah. you're never going to target. You're not going to catch now with four face. Some are, maybe you are, but you know, in no, general, I, no, it, absolutely. You know, On the whole, we're about to see it yeah. with the pros going up north because that's what happened last year. I mean, they were just the MLF, I can't remember what damn lake it was, but they were just out there. I mean, tearing their ass up day after day, <laughs> looking, days. Lit,
2: passing up passing up what could be a three-and-a-half, four-pounder because it wasn't a five-and-a-half, six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It and was it last year. Yeah. I am... I, I don't... I am oversensitive to it, and I recognize that. Yeah. And it it's something that just, like... though I'll, It just probably bothered me more than it should. But that's just how I am with conservation in general. I would rather be on the side of over-conservative than, you know than reckless but that's just my that's just how i am so i'm not and i'm not like not like dude there's you'll pull up onto a flat rocky flat and there'll be 30 boats out there i couldn't mm-hmm. even I, on my best day i couldn't even come close to wrecking the fish the way that you know we all mm-hmm. are so i i understand that
1: Like this isn't a this isn't a bedding story because we're past that in one of the lakes that i fish here mm-hmm. but over the last week and a half there's been a a a point on on Sharon Harris that last Tuesday we caught ninety something fish. Uh, the people and they're all smalls now. But most of these fish are one to one and a half pounds on average, uh, somewhere in that range. You'll catch a two two and a half here and there, but we've done it. And then so it's an area that we fish a lot because it's fun. They're busting shad. We're throwing top yeah. water. We're getting them all this shit. We go over there and some guy rolls up. It's like, man, we caught 70 here yesterday. And then somebody else comes up and says, my buddy said he caught 50 here two days ago. And so we've got these... Why'd negative- you bust that spot? Uh, well, yeah, what well, a go, spot burner? No, no. I'm, jo- I'm joking. You, I'm joking. you don't even need a fucking... You <laughs> no. don't even need a graph. Yeah. If you yeah. roll across the spot at the right time, there's 30 everywhere. fish yeah. busting. And so... I mean, you just start fishing it, but there's this, but it has been like that now almost going on two weeks that, that you're able to catch 30, 40 fish. Now they're not the big fish, but now if you go up the lake, there's another community hole that a ton of people fish, you catch bigger fish, but there's a spot within the spot where these fish really are. And I can't, I'm in a kayak, right? So I never get there before half the bass boat. So I get over there, I go fish a couple of areas, but I can't tell you how many people sit on that spot. They either scan it and leave, or they sit on that spot for 10 or 15 minutes, and they're not catching them. And then I take my little happy ass over there, my hobby and I catch three or four that are two and a half, three and a half pounds. And it's because it's, it's, it goes back to the same shit we were talking yeah, about before about 100%. spot burning is, is you you can see the fish there, and sometimes they're fucking catfish. I mean, there's a damn school of six pound catfish I was catching on a medium light. Do you know how aggravating that shit is? sounds awesome. <laughs> it's it's eighteen. What well it is it's eighteen foot of water? <laughs> so you think you got a big bass, and then it comes up and it's got your drop shot.
2: Yeah. It's
1: got your drop shot tied into the greatest FG knot that yep. you've ever tied. Yep. Um. You know, and it's 150 degrees out there, and you know, the but best anyway. way to
2: take care of that and show them who's boss is just to eat them. Mm hmm. On the
0: water. That's what I just do. eat them right there, right? On Break the
2: their back, drink their spinal fluid, then <laughs> eat them. That's the do look, That'll look, show you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Show and, you and, and then fish. I get home, and two hours later, I've got the oops and the poops coming out my mouth and butthole because I just drank the spinal fluid of a catfish. More than that.
2: <laughs> 100%. But yeah,
1: I mean the conservation side. I, I love the conservation side. That's what I like. I, I don't fish for bed and bass mainly because I'm colorblind as fuck, so I can't see them. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, in general, I, it, it depends. If I'm fishing a tournament, yes, I want to catch the big fish, and that's what Got I want to target. Uh, if I'm out there practice fishing, or you know, boat, I put in last Saturday a week ago. Well, I don't. Yeah, this past Saturday. I put them 15 miles peddling, 15 Jeez. miles peddling. I may be, I fish for less than an hour, but I've got a tournament coming up on this lake. So I wanted to go check spots. I went to some areas I hadn't been because I've already got some area. I've got spots that the fish are on. I know they're going to be there, but just in case they're not there that day, I can go somewhere else. Yeah. So I put in a lot of time to, to try to figure this lake out. It's my home lake. It's 15 minutes sure. from the house. I'll put that time in there, but dude, they're like, this lake is small. It's like 4,000 acres. I mean, it's small as hell when it comes down to it. Mm -hmm. And so when you're, when you're out there fishing, there's only, there's only so many places that these schools are going to be in the summertime on this lake. And, and there's a, a big, big couple handfuls of people that know what they're going to fish the shit out of those fish get fished, but, they move through. You can still catch them. I mean, yep. you know, it's just, it's, it's not the, and I guess Ball, 15 miles, 15
0: miles to get in the bottom 10%. That doesn't like it's not a good percentage.
1: Well, Hey, I heard, I heard that the more you, the more you graph, the better you become. I mean, that's I what mean, Johnny at, at Short this on, point on. on hopefully yes. <laughs> at this point, Paul, uh,
0: you need anything as, as as our resident tournament guy, Ambassador? You are fucking awful at it.
1: That's I rough. never said I was good. I just said <laughs> that that's the whole reason that I fish is to compete. I mean, it's like that's the guy it.
0: that goes to the barn just to get kicked in the nuts by a horse every time. That's Paul, basically.
1: Well, I don't I don't know what you do with horses and barns up there, <laughs> but down here we ain't fucking no animals in the barns. So I don't know what your problem is. <laughs>
2: Hey, I, I, have, right. I have one, I have one i have one for you though i have one so okay. this is what this original video the only reason this video is going to exist is because of this question mainly <laughs> so i was out filming this video well six videos two days mm. that's a, that's a lot of work mm. and that, these are
0: well
2: yes. just filming so just filming and uh, it was for monster bass. And so they flew me out there, yep. right? And they've got uh, a camera crew. It was supposed to be three other three people total. The other two bailed out. Yeah, you do you. So the other two oh, bail out. To. Yeah, the other two bail out <laughs> and it's just me. So it's two two boats, two cameras and just me. We have a rough day 1 and we're fishing right. summer lures. But it's on Malax and they're still on beds early, so they're not eating top water. They're not eating a lot of these lures. They're not mm-hmm. eating swim baits. Like it's just not happening. But you got to film the video, so I do my tips and tricks. Wow. I do my intro. I do my outro. I do all the B roll, all this other stuff, and then now it's like, okay, now we got to catch some fish. Like we're here <laughs> filming a fishing video, and it doesn't happen for two of these videos, and so it comes down to it, and they're like, okay, we caught the boats went out and caught a couple of fish while I was fishing. And the ask was, I want you to hold this fish. You're just going to hold it up. You're not going to say you caught it, but you're going to hold this fish for the video. And I was like, I sat there. I sat there for 30 seconds, like way longer than was probably comfortable for anybody. And I was in my mind doing the calculus of like, okay, I hate this already on first blush. Mm -hmm. I can't stand this. I was like I already hate myself for doing this. Then I was like, "Well, I can make a video explaining why I do it. Okay, that's fine, but I still hate this." And then I was mm-hmm. like, they flew me out here to film a video. They want the video. This is the request. I know I'm not the only one doing it. I'm also not going to say I caught this fish. Yeah. So, so I did it. Ah. For one video. For one video. Okay. And now I'm literally I can't say I'm losing sleep over it because at the end of the day, none of this stuff matters, but I'm certainly not sleeping well for a couple of nights and I'm still like, okay, in my brain, like I'm going to do the calculus ahead of time. Like, will I do this again the next time I go to do this? Because, you know, lesson learned, right? And I'm literally, I still don't know how I feel about it. Dude, that's such
0: a weird spot because you're 100% right on, on, the reasons to do it right the reasons to do it is you you are paid by monster bass to go out there you're uh you're the uh the dancing monkey for them right and they 5%. want the monkey to dance this way and that's kind of your job at that point is to do what they ask but on the other end and you mentioned it at the very beginning an hour and 20 minutes ago you said integrity is everything so it is. you didn't say that you caught that bass but it's fully implied,
2: dude. It's a technicality, it. it's a thousand percent of technicality. <laughs> I know,
0: right? But that is it's such BS. a weird spot.
2: It is a weird spot. And the other yeah. thing was, like, I was the only one, so it's not like I could cop out and be like, Oh, we got somebody else's <laughs> fish, like, we're, we're good. We got somebody else caught a fish, yeah, and we're yeah, good yeah. for the day. If that was the case, right. I wouldn't feel bad about it. But you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know. And, and I, you know, I know that people are going to watch this video and they're going to be like, It's going to be a, it's going to be a shit show in the comment section and I fully anticipate it and I don't really care. Um, I'm interested to see what people think. I really am. And I'm also, I would challenge people. I kind of gave some of the background on like how these videos come together and how there is a lot of pressure. I mean, you got two guys literally filming Mm -hmm. you all day. I mean, I cannot exaggerate 10 or 12 hours. These guys are just watching you fish with a camera. Like, you know that you are wasting their time, and they are professionals fishing mm-hmm. this lake, the, the two with the cameras. They fish this lake. They can go catch fish on command off these beds or wherever. You know that they can do it, and they're literally – you know that they're thinking in their head, like, this fucking idiot. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Just catch damn fish. And you're like, I want to. I want to catch a fish. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? And you're and and literally yeah. like you, have you know my again like you are. You, that's a good way to put it. Like you are the dancing monkey for this video. And I hate to put it that way because monster. Like I can t- I guarantee you these guys have enough integrity. Um, and so does Monster Bass. That if I told them like no, I'm not doing that, it wouldn't have been a question. i would be like, okay, cool, no problem. Like I'll finish most of the video, blah 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 blah. But like you've also not done your job
0: for like uh, You catching a trout.
2: Something about a trout is what I heard. And then a transformer taking a dump on that sentence. But dude,
1: I mean, it's. Uh, well, 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 so Alex, you need to slow up because you have been frozen. This is when you're filming a, a fishing show, you know, and you and and we take it back to our younger days when we watched Bill dance and these guys. Bill Dance is one. He was always fishing these these stock ponds where he's catching big fish and this and that. Right. But uh, Frank Scalish on B.T.L. on Day 4 on B.T.L. talks about this a lot, that when he goes out to film, it costs a lot of money to do that. And a lot of people. And time. so, yeah, it's a lot of time. It's Time is money. So they're all the same. Time mm-hmm. is money. And he talks about the pressure that he feels to go out there and catch fish during that. It's the same thing that you're talking about is, you know, <clears throat> you, you got to catch them. In in into the content creator side, that's one thing about Greg Blanchard. This is kind of going off on a fucking left field, but that dude can catch two fish and put out a 20-25 minute video and catch two fish and I watch every fucking second. That's of my it. specialty. Yes. See, it's how you put shit together, it's how you tell the story, it's how you engage people and not about the catching of the fish. It's how you engage them about where you are what you're doing, you know, it's that story. So it's not always about catching the fish. Now you have to catch a fish or two.
2: You but, got, well, and that's what it, that's where yeah, it comes down to it. That's right. right.
1: You got to catch yeah. one or two, but it's still yeah. the, the part about the, the, the content creation side on these videos is you have to be able to put the story together and you Great. have to be able to engage people about, you know, catching the fish is a cool part of it. But what you're doing, why you're doing it, where you are—it's all those things that make it interesting, that keep people tied in. They're like, you know what? He, he's, 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 he might be there. He's, he's going to get a big one, or you're just like, man, this this shit was awesome. I just learned, you know, I just learned about a drop shot or punching or whatever it is. You know, that's the whole thing about the video. Dude, that video, video fishing is extremely hard.
2: I am. I'm really interested to see what the fallout is, because like there are some days where I wake up and I think about that moment. I'm like, like you're an idiot. Like, what is wrong with you? And then there are days when I wake up. I'm like, dude, who cares? Like, everybody does this. You think KVD caught every fish that showed up? Like at the end of the lose commercial? No. And I love KVD. I do. I do. I do. I go ahead. I think he caught. And you know, like you know, I go. (laughs) I go back and I go back and forth all the time. And Uh, to be honest, like I say this in the video, I'm like, if I'm going back and forth, that means I shouldn't have done it. Like, that's where I'm, that's where my head's at, to be honest with you. And I know in the grand scheme of things, Jeff would be like, shut up. Who cares? And he'd be right (laughs) too. He'd be right too. Just like the guy who's like, I put these fish back in the water at weigh in and every single one of them, I catch them next week. And that guy's not wrong either. But I am the weirdo who's like, I'm not even gonna take a picture of this big fish because I want to get it back in the water right now because it was a 30-second fight, and that's too long for me. And so right. it's dude, it's a but it's I, a, I and think, I I wanna recognize, awesome. I wanna call out it's a fine line. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. fine, fine line but between being full of shit you, and making a video.
0: Yeah. But you recognize that. And one, I think it's really cool. I think um so so I think you doing a video expressing that is fucking awesome because you talked about it earlier. Everybody wants to make some money off this, right? Everybody wants to be famous, quote, quote famous for doing this, right? You get an opportunity to taste that, right? You get to go out with monster bass and they're f- you with this. So this is like real life. If people actually want to do this, they're gonna the same problem you get you did, right? Like it's gonna happen. It's I think it's really awesome that you would kind of pull curtain behind. I think it's a really good idea to pull the curtain behind on that. I think that's a, a really good idea.
2: After I did it, um, after I filmed that weekend, I legit I was on the flight home and I was like, I can't not make this video, even if it gets two views or whatever. Like, I don't care because like I have to put this out there, um, just for myself to be like. I think I just felt like I had to acknowledge it that that mm-hmm. happened and i had to like tell people about it without being like you know ruining the video that monster bass is trying to make to some degree mm-hmm. um because it it's still i mean obviously i'm talking about it on a show like a month later like it's still like yeah needling away at my brain um because i do like being able to tell people like no if i catch no fish like you'll see the video hmm Mm-hmm. see the video. I'll tell, I tell you in every video, like, dude, we had a rough day. I got my ass beat. Like, <laughs> I tell people all the time. And when people call in on the show and they're like, what kind of, you know, whatever should I use? I'm like, dude, I have no clue. And it's like, I just don't know. And it's because I don't do that. Like what spoon is best for like, dude, I've caught like hundred <laughs> fish on a spoon and they were all by accident. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? And I, I like being able to tell people like you can, you can like, I'll tell you when it's an ad. Mm-hmm. i'll tell you when it's a commercial period like I, the only plastics company we work with ethan the endorsement horseman mule fishing and the reason that we work with him it's not for the money like the, the money is pup kiss i do it because it is the best bait i've ever used in my life and if i was gonna recommend that someone wanted to go catch fish and have fun that literally that bait is the one that i would tell you i've got which one? Which what one? Baby? The Donkey Tail or the Donkey Tail Junior? Depends on what you want to catch. And I would switch it up. I would tell you, instead of the Donkey Tail Junior, you should be catch, You should have a 2.2 minnow. And then if you want to catch big bass, I broke my PB two times in a week on St. Clair with the same exact plastic and jig. The same exact one. Mm. Um, that was the Donkey Tail. And I'll tell you right now, I ju- I'm going to post a video next week. So Wednesday, sometime like the 13th or whatever. That week. I caught me and my buddy well my brother-in-law we caught easily 40 fish in 2 hours using two plastics mm. not types of plastics the exact two plastics two two, two of them it, it it's a cheat code I, and i would not it's not worth the money it's not worth the integrity it's not worth the time to work at the plastics company unless it's one that i'm like I'll put my name on it if they were like hey put your name on this I would literally go in and be like where do you want me to write it down because it is the fish catching this bait on the face of this planet I've I've caught giant smallmouth I've caught the smallest little tiniest goby with it before it is just it catches literally everything I would and I have no problem saying that the flip side of that is I like being able to say that and do it with confidence Mm -hmm. and not feel like I'm lying to people and so that's why I made that video and why I'm going to put it out there because I like still it. again like it still kind of keeps me up at night that I'm like yeah I actually did that. It's insane that I did that. I want to be able to tell people later on like I did that. I feel fine with it cuz I told everybody in the world that I did mm-hmm. that. And it was to make a very specific video that someone asked me to make. And I and anyone that asked me, I'll be like that bass at 247 in the B-roll only. That was not a fish that I caught. And I'm gonna go in and comment on that video and be like, <laughs> I didn't catch that fish. Logan caught that fish. <laughs> oh, I can't
0: wait. I can't wait till that video comes out from Monster Bass. We're gonna have all the bass and brews troll you. Please
2: do. Uh, <laughs> and I will happily I will like, happily get, get absolutely dump trucked <laughs> by comments. Because again, <laughs> well, like really. anybody's opinion is valid on that one. Sure. And that's where Again, you're talking about like making controversial content. Like as a content creator, I was like, "Dude, two birds, one stone. This is the most controversial thing that I personally have ever <laughs> done in my life, right. and I'm going to tell everyone about it. And I don't actually care what the fallout is because I
1: already know how I feel about it. So, like, you know what? Go nuts! Like, nah, please blow it up. Well, Again, if the Bass and awesome. if the Bass and Brews contingent comes out there and blows you up, there's going to be three people. And two of them are going to be Alex, so <laughs> so you're safe on that side. But in general, you you still post the you know, you talk about you just talked about it. you post the videos where it was a shitty day. You didn't catch any fish. How hard it is. Mm-hmm. That's 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 anglers as a whole. Mm-hmm. The more times than not, they got there's a tough day. They can't get them to bite. Whatever it is, you know, you catch a bunch of catfish, bycatches, and stuff like that. So. That, that's just how it is but people want to see that that that's relatable to the majority of anglers now people want to see you catch fish on on the social media side my whole thing people want to see you catch big fish like if True. all your videos are you catching fish you better be catching some big ass fish got to
2: be one the, or two in there there better be yeah. at least one if you can get yeah. one like you're good but yeah i agree yeah with i, I percent agree and that. i i also would say like we talk about like the name of the new podcast, Aggressively Average Anglers. I am happy to stay in my lane as a dude that goes fishing. And if someone comes onto my page and is like, "You never catch big fish," I'm like, "Dude, I don't know. I catch a lot of big fish, and I do not care. And I've never lied about it, and I'm never going to. These are the fish that I caught. Period. The end. Again, that's why I'm making mm-hmm. the video because to me, um." None of the fish that are going to be on there that I didn't catch. There were two of them. Um They weren't like huge or anything, and I they won't right. make like they won't make like the actual video. They'll be they'll all be in the B roll. But the you know the yeah. flip, and and it's fine to say like but 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 but, but 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 but. at the end of the day, I did it, and I want everybody to know about it, and and I want everybody to know like how I feel yeah. about it because yeah, it just yeah, I I even feel like a little like somewhere in the back of my head is like I don't know so. I don't know. And yeah, again, I can not
0: but she, again, you oh, learned dude. from it. You learned I mean, that that's I'm like not something that you want to do.
2: I'm already 99% sure that the next time I go to film a video yeah. that I won't that I'm not going to be doing that. And it's interesting because I thank God for day 2. If it weren't for the second day filming where I absolutely <laughs> beat the shit out of them, uh, mm-hmm. I caught I caught some freaking giants cuz I we finally got the, I mean Again, I was fishing summertime baits in in mm-hmm. in, in you know spring it's water, fun. but yeah. we finally got the right bait for the right place, and I absolutely slapped the hell out of them. I got enough footage for thirty-eight videos, and afterwards, they were like, "That's that's the best. That's by far the best fishing day we've ever caught on film." And they do these like you know they do one of these every month, and they do ten videos out of them, and they've mm-hmm. done it for like three months now, and I'm like, "Hell, yes!" Well, yeah. Like some freaking
1: redemption, dude. Hey, that's a point that you bring up too is is in 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 with Monster Bass and these lure companies, they have a lure that they're gonna they wanna promote or a lure that they're that's coming out. Yeah. And they want you to go film and catch them on this lure. But like you just said, I'm fishing summertime lures, the the fish are on bed. Look, you can't you can't squeeze blood out of a rock. You know, I mean, you can't, you just, you can't, you can't, do, you can't catch yeah. top
2: water, you can't catch top water walking baits, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> in, in December, April. you know, you just can't. <laughs> and, and, and part of it too, was the reason, the one of the reasons, again, another one of my excuses for myself was like, I knew all the baits with the exception of one of them, which I didn't have to do this for. And it's a, it's an arc top water bait. It's a great bait. I have two of them. I fish them all the time. I have no problem telling people this is a this bait will catch fish. It's not like it was a new bait that I hadn't used that I was like, go yeah. use this bait. Uh it's probably good. Like, no, it was a bait <laughs> that I had already used, that I'd already fished that I was like, this is good bait. Like, I have this in my tackle box. I brought two of them, like out of my personal stock, because I believe in this bait. So that that made me you know again it was like one other again just like justification for doing something shitty but like i'd still um if it you know if it was like some worm or some bait that i was like i don't know anything about this but like so that well one of the swim jigs if it was one of the swim jigs i would have been like i don't know i've never caught a before. has that
0: come up yet where they've asked you to uh
2: my We've damn. told them no to videos okay. multiple times. Right. That's what I'm where, asking. About where there that. were there were there were months where I was like, "I'm not making a video for you this month," period, okay. or I'll make the video and I will give absolutely no opinion whatsoever. I'm literally going to walk you through what's in the box. I'll shut it. Gotcha. That's it, and it's a catalog right. because I. And again, I this isn't a dig on Monster Bass. Like no. this would have this if you with everything that was going on at the time when they are putting some of these boxes together where like there were no bait, no baits available and all the baits are three X the mm-hmm. price that they were supposed to be, you know, there's a reason I don't work with uh, other companies okay. because I don't want to recommend them because I've had okay. them as customers before I worked for the companies. And I've literally been like, this sucks. Like I, and, and if, I've, to, I've told, I'll be very upfront with people. I'm like, do not get monster bass unless it's like pocket change for you if you're a really experienced fisherman because there are great deals, but like you probably have a bunch of these baits and you don't need to learn about new baits. If you're a new angler, I'm, I am I will die on that hill that Monster Bass is the best box because you will get stuff that you've never seen before. 99% of the stuff that you get is high quality. Yes, there are a couple of shitty baits in there and I will tell everybody which ones that I think are shitty. But like the flip side of it is on the whole for 30 bucks, you will not get a better entree into fishing. They do not have, no one else has anglers that are as focused on making content for relatively new or inexperienced anglers as the Monster Bass team. And Rick and Rafi and that team try really hard to make a good product every single well, month. And yes, they're I making money. Say, but like, dude, yeah. I have no problem being like, if if someone came to me objectively on an airplane with no recording devices around, like which one should you yeah. get? I'd tell them, get the Monster Bass yeah. one if you were buying a Christmas gift for your nephew, period. Man.
0: I think uh, when when I first started, like I don't know if you know, like I've only been bass fishing for like five, maybe six years or six Mm -hmm. years now. Six, almost seven, right? Yep. So I did get some of those other brands before Monster Bass came out. And Mm -hmm. I did try out Monster Bass. And uh, you're absolutely right. I think I was maybe at that point, I don't think I needed them but I could see the extreme value when it compared to the other brands that I had used at that point. But you really hinted on the, the content one, right? The content uh, you guys that are out there showing the products that are coming out of that box is way more helpful and educational and productive than uh, some of the other brands where it's just commercial. personal Fluff the whole way through, right? It's just a fluff job all the way through. You guys are actually showing it's. Uh, I'm, I'm it's not, not like everybody else saw. Be... It's not no, like no,
2: everybody saw. the socks. way they
0: would. Yeah, but it's the way they would do it. There's this guy again. I'm not gonna say the brand, but there's a guy. He always had a visor on. To be like, yo, bro, this is the way we're gonna fish <laughs> this, and sure, and maybe that worked for. I mean, I'm older too, so maybe they oh, weren't dude. searching for my demographic. But I think yes. Monster Bass. Out of the boxes, they do a fantastic job. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, like, Bass and Broods is not affiliated with no, them, so but like six cents, sure six cents,
2: six cents is a, a great box, but I'd recommend that someone it get is. that for three months and then never get it again. I've been I've had I've been a customer of theirs for <laughs> over a year because and I've gotten the same exact one i mean, for a year straight. And they've done a couple of things recently that I would call them out for they do limited release colors they do limited release baits, and then the new one i think that's really cool but i still have and give away every almost every week um you know another prawn or another divine shaky or whatever and i mean yeah there's good baits but like if you want to get a smattering of six cents you don't want to get 48 quake 70s uh, for the rest of your life and so like i do i think that they make if it was just one box you're ever gonna get get the six cents box higher quality baits. Um, definitely better value, but if you're going to get one, like for somebody who's new to fishing, that's not helpful. Yeah. They give you like really yeah. specific baits, like yeah. an eight inch prawn is not, or like a, a five inch prawn that's gigantic. is not what you give someone as a new angler. You want them to get <laughs> the next best right. worm. You want them to get the Carolina box where you're like, oh, I've never fished a Carolina rig. I want to learn. Yeah. That. Like, I wish someone had given that to me when I started learning how to fish. Cause I didn't mm-hmm. even know what a Carolina rig, like someone said, sea rig, it was just going right over my head. Instead mm-hmm. they got this Mosh rest cool pamphlet, blah blah blah. Someone makes a video on it. It's a link right there. You're like, oh my god, look at that! And you now are you now are a sea do it the rig right fisherman. way. They, it's they just do different. it
0: the right way. They do it. It um. is different because so six cents that that six cents sack, not the new one.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Somehow it still got grandfathered into the old one. Yeah. Uh, but I've been with uh, I've had that sack. We're not with them, but like uh, I've had that sack for what am I on? Like almost three years. Every month yeah. I get this. This uh, velour sack that comes in. And you're right, it is just, uh, they do have a lot of specific baits. And you're right, it's not for the beginner at all. Oh. I, I, I do like the sixth sense. And it, I love it. There's a lot of stuff I don't use. There's a lot of, like, deep divers. I don't have any, uh, any of that. But you know what those deep divers work for? And I want to let people what? know. They make great uh, Christmas tree ornaments. <laughs> and uh, they look Boons. awesome hanging from your rearview mirror.
2: I've got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got maybe, yeah. I've had maybe 15 of these munch, you know, uh-huh. 90s, like they're yep. munch 40s, whatever. These are great baits. I keep yep. two of them. I can't mm-hmm. use 12 of them. Right. So I give them away to people because they like them and they're good. They're great baits. I have no problem it's giving them to somebody. And they are, I mean, dude, it's good. It's good stuff. I still get it because I like right. want, I want to see their new drop shot. I I tried their. Yep. I tried their the little clutch. their Krubin or whatever it is. Like, I'd oh yeah, like, what'd you I, think of that, dude? It's super, super, super destructible. Like, it's a great oh, bait no. once, but like they yeah. fall apart. But it's cool bait oh, and it's no. a genius idea. So like, I don't want to no. take that away from. Them. Yeah, yeah, no, but, no that's. Uh, all. Yeah. Dude, and I and I, I I have their jerk baits are wonderful. I I no, relish the provoke, getting I relish so getting good. them provoked. Like I love yeah. their. Their finesse square bill is probably one of my top five favorite square bills. Like yeah. I have I the the Axis 2.0 is a wonderful bait. There's nothing else like Oh, there's only one or two other baits like it anywhere that you could even name. Um the yep. Divine Shaky Worms are great. The clout, not my favorite, but it's a great oh. It's a Oh, the clout, card.
0: the clout is. I think, uh, yeah, Paul doesn't like it. I I, I think the cloud. I, 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 I,
1: I, no, no, no. I I've never used it, but Alex only fishes the cloud. The cloud. There you That's go. It.
2: There's, there's, yeah. no, and dude, it's like, I, I have no, like, if you, you could, you could fish only six cents baits your whole life and catch a billion fish. And so I'm, yep. I'm happy to say that the flip side of it is, you know, there have to like, it, it would be like me saying, it would be like someone saying that, you can only buy Nike shoes because Adidas shoes all suck. And you're like, well, Adidas shoes are great. What are you talking about? What? Or you'd be like, Under Armour makes really cool T-shirts. Like, why would I need, why, why could I not buy uh, like Reebok? This is, it's insane to think that there can't be like a different segment for different people. And I well, think we... that the people who I, who fish and watch my channel, yeah, they, they they are better served. They are better served with a Monster Bass subscription. And so that is why I'm more than happy to work with them. Plus, I know the people. They helped us grow, um, and I'm tied in, and so I'm happy to make that video. And apparently, bullshit the entire world and hold up the thing.
1: <laughs> but what it comes I down to, wait. what it I comes down to, to hold, 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 hold on a second, let me damn say my one <laughs> word. What it comes down to is the monster bass versus six inch. What we've been talking about, they're oh, yeah. they're geared towards two different demographics of anglers. <laughs> And so, you know, that's, that's what, but when it, when it comes down to it, new anglers don't necessarily yep. know. They don't know what they don't know. So you've you given them that, act that Intel in, into a new anglers better served by this one. But as you grow and as anglers start to realize what they like to throw and the presentations and this and that they can dial it in. So it's not so you're not saying one's better than the other. You're just no. saying one's better than the other for the different demographic. This little slice targeted. of the demographic. Yeah. Well, that's right. Agree. It's, like it's, I said, it's,
2: it's, it's I get six cents. I've 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 gotten three dozen Googan boxes. I've gotten you know that's what you call them, and I've gotten mm-hmm. all the shitty dark horse, like random ass, you know, whatever <laughs> cigar box tackle. We've done them all. Like that was our shtick for a yeah. long time. Um I loved, I'm, I'm, I loved it. I loved
0: it when you guys would do the boxes but then you'd always have like a bunch of shitty ones in there and I was like, There's, "Oh man, I made the right decision." We, we would always piece we, of shit.
2: we would all we would it that was a fun time actually. We had so much growth <laughs> because that was our stick and we actually had to like we had to like reinvent ourselves into doing fishing videos and different unboxings (laughs) and tips and tricks because you know, that kind of went away after like 2020 and it was like, we weren't getting the same traction and thank God for that because as much as we liked doing that, I'm really glad we changed things. I wouldn't still be doing this if it was just unboxings. Now the unboxings that I do, I actually really like. So for example, I just, I just recorded one that just posted recently. Oh, here's, here's another, I'm really excited to fish one of these six cents speedway oh, yeah. the yeah, thing the looks freaking s- sweet dude but we just did a um what is that? here it is we just Shit. did uh i just did an un- unboxing of Molix baits the mm, okay. lighting is garbage this is one of the coolest baits i'm telling you right now I, that i never knew about it's like a micro flipping bait mm. um it's a three inch it's in like a watermelon color purple watermelon <laughs> but it's their it's basically their take it's a phthalate free um extra stretchy just like the z-man elastic type stuff Uh, this is the sickest looking go watch the video this thing is insane and there's so many good molex baits out there and i'd never used them before but like now i do these unboxings where it's like let's pick a small company that nobody knows about i'm gonna go spend 50 bucks and i'll 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 unbox it and i'll get my because I bought it, I can give whatever opinion I want. Mm-hmm. And I did the same thing with Molix. even though they're not really small. They're big. They work with like Ike in there, but they're from Italy and not a lot of people know about them. And the price tag scares people away. Um, I, it shouldn't. The nicest buzz bait that I've ever put hands on is in that box. I'm telling you, Period. Like it makes what is specific... what,
0: what did Ike fish off that? Was it their chatter or their bladed Spinner jig? That he I had? have one. Yeah,
2: yeah. I had So here's no, no I, I think have
0: it was his uh, bladed jig that he uh, he killed it on MLF with. Yeah, yeah. This is
2: the sickest. Yeah. It's a weedless. It's got a flipping hook on the back, and this mm-hmm. is actually uh, instead of being the blade being loose, it's actually loose right here. And there's another bait that tried to copy this. Um, Lunker Hunt did it. It's one of the worst baits ever made. Mm-hmm. This version of it is freaking <laughs> awesome. This thing is sick. I cannot wait to fish this bait. But yeah, hey, lunker hunt. Lunker hunt. We call him. Seen,
0: reach out to Paul. Reach out to Paul because guess what? Uh, not only will he'll deal, he'll do a video for you, but then you can also just uh, superimpose his face on anybody catching a fish. He's okay with that.
2: You can just and then you can just sue me after because you're not. Gonna <laughs> you're not going to want the review. It's not going to be good. I. Lunker Hunt has like two home run hitters and like a whole bunch of home run cuts. We talk about them on the channel all the time. It's actually a sensitive topic because they have a close relationship (laughs) with Monster Bass. But like, I have there. We've talked, we did a, we did a, we did two episodes, one on like my most favorite baits and one on our least favorite baits. And Lunker Hunt uh, made both ends of them. So I, they made both of them. It is what it is, man. Not everyone can do home runs all the time. But uh, yeah, dude, like, I like doing those unboxings way more because. I love trying new stuff. It's fun. That's again, one of the reasons we do the channel, mm. but I think people really gravitate towards those. So we did like third eye fishing. Um, we met some really cool people, a yeah. whole bunch of people placed orders and like had their eyes open to, you know, basically I'm spending your 50 bucks and I'll tell you what my opinion is for what it's worth. And I think that is an unboxing. Again, you talk about a value proposition of like a podcast or a video or a YouTube channel or a TikTok or whatever. And it's trying to figure out what that's going to be. So like, I'm happy to do the unboxings, in that way, because I feel like it's adding value, and people can watch that and actually learn something, get a little edutainment out of it, a couple dad jokes, and then pop off. And hopefully, it's a successful mm-hmm. twenty-minute video. And I'm, I'm happy. I'll do those all day. Yeah, happy
1: to do those. We're we're running out of a little bit of time here. I mm-hmm. want to back it up again sure. for the second or third time on a controversial subject, mm-hmm. and I could tell it's controversial because I brought it up a little bit earlier. And and you perked up, and I know Alex perked up. The Hobie content oh, versus yeah, the yeah, old yeah. Home. Yeah. So 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 where Alex, shh. Paul, take take it away, Paul Glass, Paul yeah. from Burley Fishing. Yep. You take it away. Where when when I said that, what popped into your mind, and where are we going?
2: All right. Um. When I when I my first my first kayak was an old town. It was a Predator. I had the MX. Mm. Wonderful boat. Like, wonderful paddle boat. Um, and when I, Jeff bought, it had at the time, a Gen 1 Pro Angler, right? Mm. The the wow. one with the two pull old tabs. School. Not the yeah. 360. Um, and he had the and 180 drive. He had the 180. And so, which is a great value, by the way, even at the price tag. But he, so he, he made the upgrade to the 360 and had like, it decided in his mind that he was going to do that. Like basically sight unseen, but he had already been in, you know, basically the same boat with an upgraded drive. So he kind of knew what he was getting into. I'd never fished out of Jeff's boat. I'd only ever fished in a paddle. I'd never used a pedal up until that point. Mm. And I was really, really torn because the sportsman had just come out, mm-hmm. but so had the, so the Hobie 360 drive had just come out and I was I actually waited almost three months to buy the boat that I bought because I was so torn between the two. Like I, the, the idea that I was going to buy like a finished version of a boat where everything was basically predetermined how it was going to work and how all the accessories worked and where everything was going to go on the boat really bothered me. The old town was like a blank canvas where it was like, you can do whatever you want. You can, it can be any boat that you want it to be and every accessory works for it. and And it's, it's up to you what you want to make the boat. And I love that about my old town. I loved it. And I love that it was rock solid. I like knew I wasn't going to get a lemon. They've been making these things for generations and they were the, all the oldest, every single
1: one. Yeah. The oldest, oldest kayak canoe. canoe. whatever. Yeah. yeah. They've been around the longest.
2: I have a, I have an old town Saranac that I take my, my son on. It's oh, just, wow. they are yeah. just are the best. And I was like, how do you walk away from that? And then I was like, look at the price tag difference. Like, it's a $2,000 difference in price. Like, are you joking me? Um, and I, re- you know, I was so torn. And then I don't even know why I went with the with the Hobie, um, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, no, I do. I actually do. I remember the tipping point. The reason I went with the Hobie was I watched the I watched their trailer that they had on their website. And the trailer, it showed the 360 drive working the way it did, and I was like, I know that's exaggerated, but I get it. That's freaking cool, and that's a big upgrade. And I was like, that's very neat. But I'd never been in a pedal boat, so I didn't really like relate to that that much. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, I didn't like. It didn't. It was cool to watch, but it didn't really mean anything to me because I'd never lived in a pedal mm-hmm. boat. And I was very interested in speed differential. I like was like obsessed with like which one's faster. Like I and I you yeah. can't, you couldn't tell. No one had made a video about it. And I was like. I don't really know. Like, what do I do here? Like I'm talking about like 15, two thousand, $1,500, $2,000 difference, blah, blah, blah. Then I saw the kick up fins and I am a river rat dude. Like if you told me like, there's only one place you can fish for the rest of your life, I would, it wouldn't be a millisecond of hesitation. It'd be the river every single time. And I knew that those kick up fins had so much value. And the ability to do that was like, so such a big upgrade that I was like, okay, I'm in. Like that's, that's the one that did it for me. You watch those things hitting a log, folding back, not getting damaged, start pedaling. They just flip back up. I was like, sold. That's better yep. than a prop drive. Sold. Um, and, but I didn't really like, I didn't understand the depth of my decision making, like the decision that I made at that point. And when I first got my Hobie, I hated it. I didn't understand it. It didn't make sense to me. I didn't install the drive. Right. Cause I built everything myself on it. It was trash. Mm. I was so pissed. And then after about three weeks, I started like, getting familiar and after you know now it's been two years or whatever a year and a half two years and three seasons and i'm like and i and i'd spent a full 48 hours on a 10 foot sportsman oh, wow. and then i made a video you guys can go watch my you can see my unvarnished opinion about both boats um i'll tell you right now and i just recommended it to two different people today on instagram doug if you're watching i stand behind my my recommendation if you're if you're interested in getting a high value there's no question. It doesn't matter which version you get, you buy the Old Town. If you're interested in not accessorizing your boat to the max, I recommend going with the Old Town. If you're interested, if speed is important to you, I recommend going with the Old Town. It is substantially faster. Um, if you're interested in owning a boat for the long haul, get the Hobie. If you're interested in stability, I still recommend the Hobie. It is more stable. It's you're splitting hairs, but it's more stable if you're into saltwater fishing, you just get the Hobie. If you're into, uh, if you're a river fisherman, I highly recommend you get the Hobie. You will regret not having the 360 drive at multiple points every single day. Um, and, and the, uh, the biggest differentiators, the 360 drive for sure. the kick up fins for sure. It, it, the Hobie is slower, but it has more torque, but it is slower. Um, the Hobie is heavier, no question about it. But it comes in a fourteen foot version, which is a big deal for a lot of people. The Hobie accessories are incredibly expensive, and arguably so, but arguably not so. Um, but they are very high quality. Like you, you are not, you're not not getting what you pay for, but you have to pay for it. Um, and the front hatch and the mid hatch are really the other two things that I think are big differentiators. Having the elevated bin is like gives me so much more confidence that unless I 100 flip. I'm waterproof and same thing with a center hatch. So like I actually keep my batteries for my front cam and my center hatch and a drop-in bin. I actually keep a lot of stuff that's water sensitive in the front hatch and it's gigantic. Um, but that being said again, if you're, if you're at the top of your price point going for a three don't do it. Get the, get the old town. You will be happier in almost every scenario. And if you're a pond fisherman, the 10 foot is hands down a better boat. If you're a pond fisherman, um, That's just – those are my – that's just my opinion. Dude, the number of people that were like, I love my old town. I love my old town. I love my old town in my video. You can just scroll through and just see them. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah. But But that's me. And so so here's here's where we get into is Alex has been on – I don't even know. It it wasn't even the Outback. It was – he spent some time on the Ruby – An ocean
0: paddle, (laughs) Hobie.
1: I mean, you know. So, and 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 again, fishing in general is a bunch of people that love what they love, and they're going to fight to the death over it. Will die in the hill. Yes, and kayak fishing accentuates that with the kayaks. I will never talk shit about another fucking kayak because I've only been in two. Sure, (laughs) the Avalon One Twenty. Which is the high dollar Walmart boat that Sun Dolphin makes? That is a great river boat. That bitch tracks straight as hell. You can—it's a paddle. There's no pedal. Yep. It paddles fast. I can't stand my fat ass can't stand up in it. But it—you know—for just being able tooting around and doing shit and being on some moving waters—a really good boat. Now the seat fucking sucks. It doesn't. It has the little gel seat on there, and if you're a fat ass. But even if you're not,
2: that's a big, big, big Mm -hmm. departure. Like when I tell people like to figure out what their budget is, the first, like when people ask the kayak, it's like, what's your budget? It's the first thing. And then you got to understand that when you're buying a kayak, you're basically buying uh, two things. You're buying a seat and a drive. Mm -hmm. Technically there's three and a hull. You're buying three things. Mm -hmm. Like you there. It's like a, so it's just like buying a home. You can't add a basement to a house. If you want a basement, you got to pay for a basement. You can add a second story, but you can't, you can't change the basement. Like there's just something you can't add property to your home. So like mm-hmm. if you need property, you got to pay for property. <laughs> so it's like you, you buy the seat, you buy the seat because you can't get a new one and it's really hard to modify them They make it impossible. The seat is something you cannot add. You can't add length. If you want 14 feet, there's not very many 14-foot boats. you got to get a 14-foot boat. That's, that's what she what you said. Want. You can't add length. See what I'm saying? No amount of money. And so it's like there's just some things that you're like, like yes, you can modify
1: an old town to do a lot of things, but you can't make it 14 feet. Yeah, and, and, and this, it comes down to the kayak. One, it comes down to what, what you start off in is what you're always comfortable with. I had a buddy here that was in a native, and he wanted a Hobie, wanted a Hobie, got the 12-foot version of the PA, and it took him. It took him a while to get used to it because he's got, he's got the 180 drive in it, and obviously with the native he had the pedal instant drive, to the instant reverse. And so it took him. It's but deal. now it is. But now yes, it is. he 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 loves that his feet aren't in water all day long. Huge. Uh, he loves he loves the deck space huge. and this is the twelve. It's not even the fourteen. Still forty inches wide. It's huge. Yeah, he likes the deck space. It's bigger. He feels more comfortable standing up. You know, it's just. But but you know, if you never, I've I've only been in the shitty ass Avalon, mm. and then the Hobie fourteen. So I'm not going to talk junk about the other ones. But I like I had the Hobie because of in my so when I bought my Hobie, I bought it used. <laughs> in the water, like twice. I, I looked up, you know, I was very patient buying my Hobie. Oh, yeah. And I got a great deal. But um, the guy had, had tweaked the the fins. Anyway, they ended up failing. And then a whole mm-hmm. other story about my local dealer fucked them up. Anyway, I ended up having to buy a new drive and I got the kick up fins. I mean, that, like you said, that was, that was for me, that was the kick up fins. Changer. Yes. Now mine's a 180. Doesn't matter. Game changer. Yes, because when you hit something, and, and you know, not only the mast get bent, but then you got all those bearings that get torqued, and that's what ended up wrenched. happening. Mine is yes, and that lower unit cost you four hundred dollars to replace that lower unit. So anyway, like um, I I got it, but
0: it, uh, unless me, you have an old town and it's a six to uh, ten year warranty on the drive. For all
1: fixes. it's great. Anyway, let me finish my story. And then you can fanboy the old town since so that's the only kayak you've ever been in. But I like the fins because some of the shit that I fish in is real grassy. That's a big differentiator. Much better. Much yeah. better. When I get in the shallow water, I can flutter kick. Oh, no that's we call it the skinny it. paddle. We
2: call it the skinny <laughs> paddle. <laughs> yeah. Now, skinny I will paddle. say this, though. Uh when you have to break out your your paddles, it's no question. Doesn't matter being the sportsman, the predator, dude, it's like five horsepower. It's like having a turbocharger uh when you're in any other boat. But like I equated it in my video to the the Hobie is like a um it's like a it's like a it's like a, a manatee. It's it's a son of a bitch outside the water and it looks it gigantic and it is and it's unwieldy the second that thing gets wet it's just yeah it's like a ballerina mm-hmm. it's unbelievably maneuverable except like, we're one. going
0: except we're going in reverse
2: but even like dude like even going <laughs> but like the thing is is here's the thing about the reverse with the hobie drive i have almost the same control going in reverse as i do going forward and mm-hmm my ability to do a 360 like or just do a complete 180 is like i move a foot oh it's way i have to have water going against the rudder to move the old town in any direction which means it's a bitch to turn and i remember dozens of times being on the water filming and they're like, hey, can you just like go over here? And I'm like, give me five <laughs> nope. fucking minutes. Yeah. And it was like, Let me, Jesus nope.
0: Christ. But I remember
2: saying like, if I'm a hobby, I, <laughs> I could literally just go there. I can literally just like, pop, 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 nope, pop, nope, pedal. And I'm there. 100% right and on that one. Yep. And again, it's like, it, it, but you always have to take in consideration. I paid like almost $2,000 yes. yes. more for that. So it's like, when I mean, and, and we, I, I want to be clear. This is my opinion. There are other great boats. There's the Pescator. There's there's all these other... The Titan. There's a bunch of great boats out there. They all have their own place. But in my opinion, if you're just a bass... not ju- If you're a bass fisherman or even a multi-species, but if you're mostly a bass fisherman and you fish ponds, big water, small water, rivers, that's like your jam, I cannot recommend that these are the only two choices that you really should be making. And you should be if you can't afford them, my recommendation is either be okay being pissed off or wait a year, save your pot bottles, and go yep. get one of these two boats because everything else is significantly below, in my opinion, yep. is significantly yep. subpar. Like there's every other boat down here, and then there's these two, the 12 foot yep. sportsman and and the Hobie 360, 12 or 14. I mean, like everything else doesn't compare. Now we will say yeah. the 10 foot, the 10 foot PDL sportsman. Is in a class of its own. I would love to have one of those, and get rid of my little ten foot. I have an Old Town Vapor, a paddle, mm-hmm. and I love that boat. But I could get away with getting rid of it and have a pedal boat that I like way more. I would totally do that. Now, the Vapor seven hundred dollars. <laughs> the the yeah. you I mean, so but still for five hundred dollars yeah, difference. Still-
0: like a uh, deep friend of the show delirious angler he was on episode 4 right he's mm-hmm. a cuz hook, hooks at Hoodlums member he's a big old town armada guy right but mm-hmm. he he swears by that 10 foot pdl yeah. i have the 12 foot but he swears by that 10 foot because it's uh without the drive the thing is just that, like, just above 50 pounds. Yeah, it's like it 70, so, 60,
2: 61 pounds or something like that, or 58 pounds. It's, it's super easy to That's throw great.
0: around. You throw it in there, and actually, I think uh, Mild Bill, uh, owner, one of the owners of Hookset, I think he's got the 10. <laughs> and uh, so, like, <laughs> yeah, you like that,
1: Paul? His name's Wild uh, Bill, but he's. No, no I, he's, I call him Mild Bill. Yeah. He's not, not as short as Alex, but, you know, it's <laughs> so good. All right,
0: boys. All right. I want to, so my internet's crapping out and my headphones are dying because we are uh, bass and bruise. So before we get to- Don't what ruin is, uh,
1: our fun because of your, your inability to prepare.
0: So before we get to <laughs> what is probably going to be the most polarizing part of okay. this episode, yes. right? Okay. I want to give you a chance hold to on. Uh, hold give a hold shit up for Oh you. my God, oh, every time, uh,
1: every, hey, hey, every hey. time. Hey, hey, look, do your shout outs. And then before we get into our, our shotgun round, this yeah. is awesome. I've I got something to say. Do, do your shit. So Alex doesn't fast. have an aneurysm and die on very, the podcast. We're very, we're
2: very, we're very easy to find. We're Burley Fishing, B-U-R-L-Y Fishing. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok. You can find us on YouTube is probably the best place to look for us. Um, but yeah, we're on we're on all your we we're on Facebook, but I, I don't know it is what it is. I would hey, go, yeah, go ahead. where did Burley fishing come from? So Jeff's last name is Burlingame. game. he yep, I was not with him when we first started. well, I like introduced him into fishing, and so I was like in the very much in the background when he started his the YouTube channel. and then after like a couple two, three months, we were like, we should do a podcast. We did the podcast, and all of a sudden it was like, then I was helping out with YouTube videos, and then all of a sudden it was like, now i'm editing videos and now i'm here and like i'm the only one doing anything right now <laughs> well, i mean that's why
0: we brought you on not him we wanted the guy actually be good lying. idea
2: super good idea
0: um and then we talked about it right i remember you want to shout out monster bass oh lord
1: Quit yeah moving. so oh no, go. i got him
2: i got him so we do have we do have some key sponsors um and again we like I'm not going to shout like everybody that we work with, but I'll shout out the ones that again, like I, there are hills that I'm willing to die on. And these are some of mm-hmm. them. So, uh, Okuma fishing, if you haven't heard of them, mm-hmm. big mm-hmm. saltwater, big, big West coast saltwater, you know, salmon type stuff, but they lately made it into bass gear. And I'll tell you the ITX spinning reel, uh, the Saros, mm-hmm. like they make some really high end ultralight stuff. Actually, all my ultralight reels right now are Okuma reels. Um, and they've started to do some really cool stuff with like, they have a, they have a, they have a bass fishing reel. It's actually got one right here. Um, they're just like bringing in like high end Japanese bearings and putting them into like production model reels. Like they make oh, some shit. really, really cool stuff that would surprise, like really give you like a big surprise. Um, so Akuma fishing, uh, one of our benefactors, monster bass, dude, they're again, we've talked about them ad nauseum, but uh, great partner of ours. And then mule fishing. I mean, honestly, if someone said like, I got 20 bucks, I want to catch every fish in the lake. I tell you, get two packs of plastics Get a 332 ounce and get a 132 ounce jig. Uh, and you, sir, are literally going you could literally catch every fish within within reach. So um, go check them out. And I'm not gonna give you any codes or anything. You can go find them if you really want to. These are just people that helped us out, help us get where we get, and you know, we're happy to we're happy to rep them.
1: Listen,
0: I'm gonna echo a little bit. You guys
2: heard
1: You're thing, gonna echo, you know, we hear the echo. Okay. We hear the fucking echo. Did he?
2: Yeah, it's not. Oh, he, yeah. we got you now. Yeah, quit Bye. moving. So
0: uh, you can go. You can go back to the episode where I brought the wife out fishing. She was struggling with everything, and she doesn't go fishing a lot. Right? She fishes once a year for her birthday. I brought her out. I gave her a wacky worm. She was struggling with setting the hook. I put a mule jig on and a donkey tail, and that girl slammed a bunch of crappie. And hooked into, unfortunately, because she was on a four-pound line, she lost, like, yep. a four- to five-pound pickerel just bit bit through the line. Gentiles but yep. that Gentiles thing fish. will catch everything. Dude, uh, it's, it fishing. is
2: a cheat code. It is a I mean, it is legit. I'm not – I wish I could, like, properly convey, and I've been making more videos just to, like, help people understand. But, like, it legitimately yeah. – once you get the size that the fish want for the day – and once you get the color, and I've got the colors dialed. Once mm-hmm. you get the color, it's literally you cannot miss. I caught in two hours five species of fish, two freshwater drums that were both well over six pounds on mm. ultralight tackle on a two point yeah. two inch lure, and I on the same plastic all on the same plastic. It's a That's crazy. It is a cheat code.
0: Listen, and we'll see if he listens this long, because I'll get a comment. Uh, If it can make Ramon Outdoors look like a good fish, it's got to be a good bait.
2: I I love that guy. He is such a G. (laughs) I will shout him out, too. He's such a nice dude. I love meeting people like that that are just, like, out there in the community, and, like, I love that all these different communities intersect, and you Mm -hmm. see some people who are just, like, genuinely good dudes, and he's on the list for sure. Ramon Outdoors, I would give him a shout-out as well.
1: Hey, hey, Ramon, Bass and Brews wouldn't be what it was, what it is. Without Ramon.
0: Ramon I talk to Ramon, Ramon weekly. about. He talks
1: to Ramon more than he does me. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> awesome. Do. Literally. Also, shout out
0: Ramon. We're going to do inside baseball here. I'm not going to let it all out. Me and Ramon have come up with this really good idea. I brought it up to Paul. Paul's like, hey, uh, jabber hammer. I mean, we, we've got something new coming to Bass and Brews. Probably within the next month. Uh, some more content from us. But in a totally... Uh, Paul, how would you say like a uh, like like a different format than we kind of normally do, and that was specifically it, up to I threw yeah. this idea out. It,
1: and, ain't, uh, it, it ain't worth it. Ain't worth talking about much more than saying we got mm. some new shit coming down the pipeline. So excited
0: for it because
1: so that's that's all we can say right now because that's pretty mm-hmm. much all we fucking know. Hey, we're about to get into the shotgun round here, okay. and Paul Paul Burley fishing. Look at here when y'all would do what did y'all call Le- it the lightning round we call it, right? we used to call it the lightning yeah, round but right. now it's the slow rolling slow thunder. rolling thunder
3: yeah and yep. so
1: i i was listening to the podcast before i was listening when y'all turned it to the slow rolling thunder <laughs> and, and that's it, it it made me laugh when y'all started saying that shit because that's truly it right it's 100%, well this dude. is the shotgun round but yep. every after or like quake, a single
2: shot 22
1: well, well <laughs> no, even worse, even worse, this is a shotgun round. So when you pull the trigger and fired a shot and, and you go to eject the shell to put a new one in to fire another shot, that bitch, that bitch gets hung up nope. in there.
2: Yep. You, so, you need to go. You need to go get your your pencil. Get it out of there. Yeah, it's, well, basic, it's like a musket, yeah. It's a musket round, is what it is.
1: Well, kind of musket. You round. know what a you know what a eight seventy the grade the eight seventy rim. I got one of my I got one of my stuff right over there. Hell yeah! Look, that's when when the when it gets jammed and you can't get that bitch out, you take it back and you slam it on the ground. you yeah, well, run it over it with us, your truck yeah <laughs> hey my 870 my 870 paddle. has been the greatest paddle duck hunting ever you don't
2: even need to j-stroke 100 no
1: no it's great it's great so this is what the shotgun round is is I we're like gonna it. fire off the round okay. and then there's gonna be a jam so
2: yeah. every every whole, every shell
1: yeah yeah probably and not this, every shell we'll get there well when alex did it he asked the questions and moved on yeah. When I came on, I got shit I want (laughs) to say, because if I don't fucking agree with you, we got to talk about it. You got to have words. Well, I'm country, and so many of our guests have not been Southern.
2: I like that you, but there's a, yeah, I would say you have to distinguish, because you can be Southern,
1: but not country oh oh oh, lord boy i live He's in, both, the north, I, I live in the raleigh north carolina He's area. They, there's a bunch He's of both. people that are southern it's okay to, it's
2: it's better to be both but like you can't not everyone is both there's a difference
1: correct I'm, yeah. I'm 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 both i'm both look my town's so damn small that i graduated 50 people at my high school graduation there you go listen at least speaking three of that, or four of them at least three or four of them are at least 21.
0: we had uh we had country boy creek fishing a long time ago, (laughs) right and uh he had the most country and southern uh answer and somehow paul somehow we've forgotten to ask this the last couple of months so let's kick it off here
3: all
2: right
0: paul are you gonna spend more on a reel
2: or a rod holy lord i actually had i asked the same question on our show like a couple of times and it was real it was real interesting like people's answer and yeah. i think the answer ended up be, the general consensus was real because there's so many more moving parts and so many things to get wrong that like if you wanted to get something right it was the real now my i always i'm always devil's advocate because like yeah. no one else is willing to be wrong and i like being wrong i would argue though that if you're getting a spinning reel it's hard to screw up Correct. and if and so if i was getting a spinning rig i might spend more money relatively on the rod, because the rod, if you can get the, all the right work. action, you can get a, the right rod. It's unbelievable the difference it makes. I'll never forget. I got my first medium light, and I spent yeah. a little more money on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the 13 fishing omen black, and I yes. would be hard-pressed hard to too. not go and spend that money another time, even at the expense of a spinning reel. So for a baitcaster, hands down, no question. It's going to be... <sighs> the um the reel if it's a spinning uh-huh. rig i the argument could be made that it could be it could be the rod
1: i, I like would, it, i would have agreed with you a month or two ago Ooh. because i i was always i would buy the cheap i would buy the cheap ass spinning reels yes and i i never realized the difference right sure. when it came down to it but i finally got a it's not a high dollar spinning reel but it is a medium cost but it's a it's a good one the drag system on it is good yeah and i think it was i think it was btl or maybe it was somebody's youtube they were talking about a spinning reel with the drag Uh with bigger fish yes and how a higher a higher dollar spinning reel you hear them reeling and the drag dragging at the same time you hear that a lot yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is he doing? Why didn't he tighten it up? Well, they're drop shotting, so they're maybe fishing six six pound test, a yes. small hook, this and that. Well, you're still bringing in line all the stuff that goes into it. Now, when I got this, when I got my my new reel, my better spinning reel, the the amount of fish that I lost significantly decreased. Yes, because the other reels were either all drag. Yes. Or no drag. Or none. And so, or no. so it was forever to get it in, or I was ripping the shit out their mouth or breaking line.
2: It's a great point. And I will say there is probably a line, mm. like a price point that you have to break to make all these rules true. That's right. For a rod, it's like 80 bucks is the line. You can get a decent rod for over 80 bucks. I'm holding the mm-hmm. duck Silverado. It's a hundred bucks. You can pretty much find it anywhere. Great rod. But you, you broke the $80 price point that's what i think what matters um this is a much more expensive re- uh, a more expensive reel this is the akuma hakai this is when i was talking about japanese bearing mm-hmm. now the same thing can be said for uh, a bait caster where when you drop these bait casters real hard and you're reeling and you just instantly crank them you can hear the you can hear the drag slip you can hear the gears slipping over themselves you can't you, you won't get that on a, on a high dollar on a higher dollar
1: uh bait mm-hmm. caster. And would I they would agree- also have I, been a cast way better too. Yeah, well, and they'll cast.
2: And I think if you want to test one out or you're testing one out to see if you want to buy it, cast something that's underneath, uh, underpowered, underweighted. Don't, don't go cast a half ounce spinnerbait. That's a good call. Go, that's a good go call. cast, go cast an eighth ounce when you mm-hmm. should be casting a quarter ounce and see that's how it moves call. off the line. Because that's, and again, that's that, that uh, that's an, and I'm not, most of the stuff I use ends up being a Kuma. But I test everything. I got a Daiwa right here. I've got a Bass Pro, which is made by Daiwa right here. Mm-hmm. Spinning reel. I've got. I used everything. I've got Lures up there. Like I've used everything. But that Akuma Hakai can throw an eighth ounce just as good as, as it could throw a half ounce. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can really tell again, like the difference. You start figuring out like how good is this reel going to actually be. Some people don't need that, and that's. But that's why again, yeah. like general rule of thumb, it's a lot harder to screw up a spinning reel. Than it mm-hmm. is a screw up a bait caster. Mm-hmm. So just, I mean, again, if anybody was like, like well, what are you going to spend your money on? I would go get the black max combo because I'm getting yeah. a pretty solid. Uh, what I know is a workhorse baitcaster. caster. I yeah. mean, I just, it's just a good, oh, yeah. it's not great, but it's good, but you're getting a cheap rod, but that's okay. Like that combo is going to yeah. catch you a lot of fish. I yep. would not do that on like a Shakespeare,
1: you know, spinning reel.
2: Right? <laughs> so it just, it yeah. kind of, it, it's, I it's, like a, it. it's, yeah, you got to – that's just my opinion, again, for what it's – Well, like.
1: and our buddy, Joe LaBarbera, that's been on a couple of times, he talks about the formula. Mm. And the formula is the rod, the reel, and the line.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's the formula for what you're doing. Now, I think somebody bank fishing or just getting into fishing, they don't need to worry about the formula. They need something that gets a lure in the water.
2: Sure, to get can wet. start
1: practicing. But when mm-hmm. you start getting into – Just a step above that, then you can start creating a performance. Specific rod and rails. We're
2: talking about money. And this is where I, in my brain, when I ask the question, there's a differentiation, like a departure between what you're going to spend and what you're going to pick. Because you can get away with an oversized or undersized spinning reel. Mm-hmm. You can get away with it. You can get away mm-hmm. with a smaller one. You can get mm-hmm. away with a 100 Iowa as as mm-hmm. a frog and rod. You can get away with it. Yep. It's smaller, but like you get away with it. It's a flipping reel, but you can still do whatever you need to do. The problem becomes when you pick an extra heavy you know rod and you're trying to fish a drop shot. <laughs> right. So like it's more important to select the right rod than yeah. the right reel. But if I was gonna worry about where I'm spending my money, it's gonna Hulls be the reel. It, yeah,
0: yeah. I like it. All right, Texas or wacky?
2: Oh God! You know what's funny? It's like I hadn't fished in Texas God, rig for he was probably. Like just <laughs> no, no, no! It's a great slow question. Rolling. It's a great question. It's a great question. The problem is, like I actually went almost a probably almost two seasons without throwing a Texas rig. Then I had a rough day. I had a rough day. And I was like, you know what I'm going to throw? It's a Texas rig. And that's when I caught a big freaking honking fish. And so I, I'll be honest with you. Um, it uh, it's My answer is going to be, it depends. But if I had to pick one, it's going to nope, be Texas nope, rig. It's going to be Texas rig. It's going to be okay. Texas okay. rig. No okay, qualifications. No qualifications. Right. Gun to my head, Texas rig. And it's pegged, or Pegged
1: or not pegged?
2: If I have to pick one, it's going to be pegged. Okay. That's
1: fine.
2: Now... There's nothing I mean, wrong with having wrong. it. You can There's be not, wrong. That's fine. The, and again, the reason is the only reason is is it's more effective in more places, in my mm, yeah, opinion. In my opinion, that's... so if I had to only pick one, it's going to be that one because every time I bring it out, it's going to be somewhat effective.
1: Now, so what's if you the said, if you,
2: well, if you said no, flipping, wait. if you said flipping docks, it's going to be nope. wacky rig, and you can just go home. And we're all done here. Pegged yeah. unpegged for me. It's 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 either um, whether you're flipping or, or running grass. Or, or whether you're not, and so that that's really
1: the, mm-hmm. that's really the biggest thing for yeah. me. So you chose Texas rig. I did. What is the difference between an unpegged Texas rig and mm-hmm. the free rig that you want to be learning and throwing right now, right? That's, to me, that's the biggest argument people go back and forth on with those two, is the free rig is just a damn Texas rig. Why, why not do one or the other? I see a difference. I haven't fished a free rig at all, but you tell me because you're diving into the free. Rig I am. A
2: lot. I am. And I'm not a free rig pro by any stretch of God's imagination. <clears throat> However, I love a Carolina rig. And <clears throat> I feel like boy, if you. Boy, look, when I meet you in person, I'm going to hug the <laughs> shit out of you. Carolina rigs right here. Um, well. I'll tell you right now, I think the I think if you're talking about which one is closer to a Carolina rig, it's not close. Like when I'm running a free rig, it's way more like a Carolina rig than a, mm-hmm. than an unpegged Texas like a Carolina rig, because that bullet weight, it it doesn't function the same. It 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 just it just doesn't function the same. Having that wider opening for whatever reason, I can do so many more Carolina riggy things when I want to than I can with an unpegged Texas. Mm. i just feel like it moves way more on the line that's and that's my that is my (laughs) aggressively average angler opinion
1: with not
2: nearly enough time on the water so i that's but that's the only thing i picked up so far um and i i find myself when i run the free rig in my brain i'm thinking carolina not so much texas and i actually you know floating plastics in carolina rig just you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love seeing uh-huh. that and that's how my, that's how a lot of times I want to fish them. And I find myself doing that with a free rig. So when you did a lift and drop of the Texas rig, I feel like I know mm-hmm. right where that weight is. It's like mm-hmm. four yeah. inches away from the bait. When I do yeah. that with a free rig, I bring it up, I drop it and then so I don't reel back, in. Yeah. I actually let yeah. it go out and yeah. I put my rod tip forward and that floating plastic, <laughs> actually pull away from the, from the, from the weight. And now I'm watching my line. I am not, no sensitivity whatsoever. I'm slacklining the whole damn thing. Texas rig, if I was doing the same thing, I'd reel it in. I'd be almost tight line, just shy of tight line. And I'm mm-hmm. working it like a jig. I'm feeling like my brain is thinking jig. So it's just different.
1: My thing hey, is yeah. is that if all the Japanese guys are doing the free rig, mm-hmm. there's something about it because there's the something. Japanese anglers are 10 years ahead of thing we fucking do. Yeah. Way
2: more. They've been working. Yeah. They've yeah. been catching carp. They have carp-specific rigs. They're a th- they're 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 3D Chinese Cold checkers. We working. are literally not even fishing. Yeah. Like it's insane. The dude, I love that they do that. I love that.
0: Hey, uh, now that you mentioned it, and uh, solid plug. Uh, I'm glad you're such a professional. When's the uh, new podcast coming out, though? You want to drop it?
2: It's probably going to, we're targeting like early August, so three, four weeks. There it is, folks. Um, there it is, yeah. folks. All right. We got a lot of work to do, but yeah.
0: All right. So uh, now we're going to get to some way more serious and polarizing questions.
1: <laughs> some of them he's already answered. Perfect. Uh, uh, go slow
0: ahead. Jam- Oh, no, I'm going to skip those ones. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. We'll see. Anyway, slow jams or hype music, which one's for you?
2: Mm, dude, I'm, so I work out a lot. Like okay. I do two a days a lot and it's gonna be hype train all flipping day. Now love it. I love dude. I am a I'm an old school country fanatic. Like I listen to okay. a lot of really old country and so it has its place in my playlist. Actually, my mm-hmm. most played playlist is country. But dude, like yeah. if I, I just if you if you added up all the hours and if I had to only pick one, it'd be like metal. For sure. My brother's in a metal band, a professional metal band. So like, how can you not? Know? Oh. What's the name of his band? We came as Romans. They're gigantic. I
0: absolutely know who that is. That's, yeah. uh, that's my brother's
2: brother? My brother's a bassist. Yep.
0: No shit.
2: Yeah. He's in Sweden like right I now do doing like literally... metal band things.
0: <laughs> Hold on. My uh, earphones. Uh, it's really funny. I literally was listening to them yesterday.
2: There you go. They just had a new, uh, new album coming out right now
1: that's uh wow, that's bullshit cool we're, we're gonna have to talk about that later um i got you we just had all nick right. on who who grew up nick from cast and crank was in uh, well some, he didn't do hardcore. he didn't do
0: metal nick was in hardcore punk bands yeah yeah
1: i don't i don't I, I, I i'm i'm not a musician. it's music all loud man. i don't know the fucking difference it's you know loud. what somebody's <laughs> over there playing music <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right uh pineapple on pizza does it have a place
2: I work for a pizza company, and I actually buy pineapple (laughs) for that company. So I will tell you right now, mathematically, it is a top five pizza ingredient. So regardless of my opinion, it has a place.
1: No, 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 no. The question is, Alex is fucking the questions up. Do you you eat pineapple on pizza? Does it
2: have a place on my pizza?
1: Yes. Yes. I
2: only eat meat toppings on my pizza. Thank
1: you. That's, that's I buy, the question. <laughs> all Alex's of my
2: pizzas, pizza. all of uh, cheese is not a topping. That's part of the pizza. <laughs> that's, that's all, that's of right. to, all of my all yeah. of my topping selections are just going to be meats mm-hmm. and 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 hot sauce, which again is part of the pizza. It's not a oh, topping. That's so
0: hot hot sauce. I mean, uh, that's a new one. We'll
1: have to do because hot sauce does not belong yeah. on pizza. What what hot Any... sauce is it? Hot cock or is it is it? Uh... <laughs> I'm one like? of those
2: sick I'm one of those sick freaks that like I like to get beat up by my food. I literally yes. will eat oh. like if I can find like yes. the hottest thing, I'm like, yeah, I'll take 3 of those just bring it on. I literally wow. have Instagram posts of me just eating like carolina reaper pepper jerky until i get heartburn like it's just Listen, like what i do it, it
0: seems like you got a good grasp on it but maybe instead of all the fishing companies uh maybe you should try to link up with like charman uh to cover the it's not old, a bad idea
2: uh, or area. some sort of like body ointment yeah for
1: sure well Spoon welcome, welcome to the Burly Fishing Podcast. If you're gonna, from the Astroglad Astro Studio.
2: If they pay the bills, and I believe in the product, which I do.
1: Speaking
0: of uh, all of that, I guess, um, have you eaten beaver?
2: I've never eaten beaver, but I have 1,000% would. There's actually a jerky Delicious. joint. There's a oh, I dude, I eat squirrel and everything else. Like I'm a mm. big hunter, so like if it yeah. walks, I'll eat it. I've eaten. I've eaten gar right out the lake. Um, yeah. dude, dude, it if just... it if it moves, like I'll eat it. Um, but I've never gotten around a beaver. But there's a jerky joint uh, on the way to on the way up north, and they're like the type of place that has like gator, kangaroo, yeah, you know, yeah. like what? In dude, Michigan? and they oh yeah, in and they got
0: they this shit in.
2: They got shark, <laughs> like dude, I don't know, and so <laughs> and it's a shack with like you know no windows, so like you know it's <laughs> like choice A. It's like, you know, it's definitely FDA double certified. So, I will yeah. tell you
1: this, don't let don't let the beaver the first beaver that you eat be jerky. <laughs> it's got to be slow-cooked. No, the tail in, in, in the fat in the fat, you...
2: in the fat no, from the tail. Said you gotta cook it, right? No, 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 hey, no. Hey, it's, hey, a you big, it's a he
0: big, it's a big swirl. He listened to Meat Eater, right? So a, Steve a is a big fan of Beaver Tail, right? It's but he's a got big... a whole fucking recipe, it's a whole fucking deal. It's His a book right up there. Though. His book is right I, up there. It's the it, it, is that the small game one? I got yeah. both
2: of them.
0: Do you have the buffalo one?
2: No, I haven't. But I, uh, I, that's on my on my. Uh, I read all my books on my phone, so that's yeah. uh, it's on the list.
1: Buffalo slow uh, What's it called? Buffalo Gation, I think. Just
2: like, slow. just like the. uh, So when I, oh, I don't even want to get the squirrel recipes. All right, cool.
1: No, no squirrel <laughs> perlo. You cook squirrel perlo.
2: The only way to do it is in a slow cooker. I mean, like realistically, yeah. you can't you can't mess it up. But like the real, yeah. the, I think the real thing is like whether or not you make gravy and then whether you make biscuits. Like if you don't do that, like like you've wow. messed it up. Have you done
0: the nuts out of their guts?
2: Uh, no, I've not gone that far yet. But maybe so, I need my, to? my
0: grandmother would uh, she was this old Ukrainian woman, and she would sit there and she'd uh, be in her house dress or moo moo, right? Yep, and she'd be like, All right, sweetheart, go eat some raspberries. And grandma would go out and pop a bunch of squirrels with the 22 in the backyard, and uh, this is in Gig Harbor, Washington, Washington State. And she'd just pop all these squirrels, right? And I'd be like, "Well, why'd you pick those ones?" She goes, "They got the fat guts. They got the nuts in them."
2: And Dude, I was that's like, "Hilarious!"
0: So what she would do is she would take the uh, hazelnuts that they had like half digested, yep. and basically they the acidic acid would rip off the bad taste
2: skin and all the crap.
0: So she'd make that into a jelly and make a hazelnut pie, but it was only made from nuts that were in a, <laughs> a squirrel's stomach. That's I, the most legendary shit,
2: shit I've ever heard in my life, in you know, my uh, life.
0: Okay, so that's gangster, and I thought that was. So I remember mentioning this to Amandy, my wife, right? Uh-huh. Also, her name's Amanda, but now she's Amandy. But her stories with her grandmother, who again, it, it's very similar. She was an old Polish lady.
2: That's a we Canadian. have. That's a we have.
0: Yeah. Old Polish lady. <laughs> we I mean, make all of our sausage in
2: like a metal tub.
0: But she would go out in the house coat. And what she would do is she would find snapper turtles in South Jersey, shove a uh, fucking mixing spoon in their mouth, and then lift it up in front of all the kids and then whack the head off and then make turtle soup for everybody.
2: Uh, yeah, so we and you bold. never know what Polish people will do until you find out about like blood soup. So like, <laughs>
0: oh, blood soup is legend. Also, she would tell me stories about her mom. They'd be driving around and they'd stop, and then her mom would run out and or her grandmother would run out and fill a bucket full of dirt. And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And she goes, "Well, these are rich people. They gotta have good dirt. We're taking that with us."
2: That sounds like so just Dig up dirt out Dude, of people. Dude, you guys, want, I I should start videotaping things that happen at our cottage because that's like that sounds like the yeah. that is the most accurate polish story Dude, ever and this is, yeah, this is not no, a knock this is not i'm not no no no, no. these are people clear. that had
0: to survive no these, these are, are legends like depression era legends uh, immigrants that came in and made way, do and they killed
2: way them. better than us i'm an mm-hmm. i'm an embarrassment <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh squirrels
0: are good if you keep the nuts out of their guts
2: Dude, that's freaking cool
0: all right man um oh shit i want to move down from that one uh, we kind of answered this
1: one. I'm, I'm not even going to answer that or ask that yeah, one. We, he a, uh, large mouth bass. We know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ten know. out of ten. You know question, I highly recommend. 10, yep.
2: du- double breaded. That's the way to do it.
1: Okay. But let me breaded. tell you something. He, people talk about large mouth bass tastes like fucking mud. It tastes like man. shit. I was like, bitch, I will, I will cook carp. Won't know. I will cook. I will. I will fillet carp, catfish, brim, uh, it, bass. I'll, 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 everything in the fucking lake, I'll filet it, I'll fry it up, and, and if you can guess which one is bass, yeah. I'll give you a thousand damn dollars, because I guarantee you, the one you're going to like the most is going to be the bass. I'll tell I you what I to they have they all going to taste the fucking same. The, the only have person has a video idea
0: where Paul, we have some uh, viewer or uh, previous yes. guest show up to Paul's house, Paul cooks a shit ton of trash fish, and then huh? like crappie. In the middle, right, and I want to see who can pick out the crappie.
2: The only thing is, you can't, ma- you can't let me see the fillet. Right, got to be blind. Right. Oh, all nuggets. Just, all and nuggets. they got to be what? nugs. Yes. Now, the yes. one thing yes. I'll tell you right now, the one that I'll pick out, the only one, walleye. I could tell you a walleye from any other fish in the lake. Paul, period. Period. Worry
1: about you ain't got to worry about no goddamn walleye. I know. Out. You ain't I'm got
2: just, no down I'm down just saying. I'm hey, just saying. That's story, the only though. one.
1: Yeah, a funny story though. I was a wildland firefighter, and the first couple of years I was a wildland firefighter, I worked with some guys. One was from Michigan, one was mm-hmm. from Minnesota, mm-hmm. and they came down to the Carolinas. And so, uh, where we were was where I grew up, so I could fish all the farm ponds around. And I would go out. And it, long story short, I I couldn't work like everybody else. I was I was I had only so many hours of work, so I would go sure. fishing. I ain't have no fucking money ass poor as shit. They call me Depression Paul because <laughs> I put I put half That'd of happen. them, I put half a piece of cheese on my sandwiches. I put one slice of, of meat on my, you know, I was just poor. I've been and, there. But I would go out and catch fish at these ponds, and they were bass heavy. So all the, all the bass were 10 or 12 inches small. Anyway, I'd Perfect. catch them, put them in the cooler. The first day I did this, I got a day. I must have three dozen bass. Mm-hmm. And I grew up, we didn't filet shit. We cut yeah. the head off. We yes. gutted it. We fried that bitch. Yep. And so these guys, these guys. It's like filets with a potato
2: a, chip in between.
1: Both. Yeah, exactly. The fin is the <laughs> potato chip. You eat 100%. that first yeah. and then, you know.
2: we eat so, the, Do we eat the walleye collars? We. I eat the cheeks out of all yeah. my walleyes? Oh, oh both.
1: The well, cheeks yeah. and fish are delicious. Anyway, like the first guy Jay Rue, goes, w- 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 "How do I eat this?" I'm like, "What you mean? How do you eat it?" it take just, a bite, bro. Yeah, you just take a like, bite. You eat one side, you peel the That's bones off. And it, yeah, it's it
2: embarrassing. Is. <laughs> That's like handing yeah, someone a chicken wing. Like, what do I do next? Like, get <laughs> out of here.
1: Exactly. It's hey, a spoon, you, bro. It's the white cloud or a bald one.
2: What's that? Are you close to White Cloud? God no White, Baldwin's a great spot though, especially if you want to shoot bear. But um no, I'm it's also got there. a
1: a, a, a oh, world great. famous creek right to fish here. in. Right here down south. So I, when I was a wild on firefighter, I spent like thirty five days up in White Cloud and Baldwin fighting. Oh Cloud. god, yeah. I grew up in South this Carolina. Is... I have seen I saw more Confederate flags in the White yeah. Cloud, Baldwin, oh, yeah. Michigan area than I did growing up in and South
2: Carolina. And you drove by and you drove by more trailers making meth than anywhere else in your life hey this white is cloud, also
1: two episodes in a row that he's told this story you you know what because they're yankees and i have to tell the story because they know where they are <laughs> we white have cloud is Michigan also like the only two white weeks, cloud is the only throw. place in america that couldn't sustain a mcdonald's <laughs> white cloud is probably
0: your favorite spot because that's the only bitch drink you drink I will, well, I will,
2: I will own that, and I'll tell you right now, though, the like, not you, you
0: want, Paul, the other Paul. Yeah,
2: if you wanted oh, yeah. to shoot, if you wanted to shoot a bear, see a bald eagle, or catch a trout, <laughs> it's a great place to be.
1: Yeah, they, or get I can't the name of the river, or getting yeah, a yeah, river. yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: their, All right, man. Their so
1: census, their census returned the year we were up there. The census was the year before or two years before uh-huh. was like eighteen percent.
2: Oh god, <laughs> sounds about right, I, dude. They, yeah.
1: they actually had all a right. census <laughs> worker that was was healed what? and hung. And But we, anyway, all right. We, uh, Holy we, shit. We, <laughs>
2: you, you don't have to be down south to be country. That's all we're saying.
1: That's right. No, all right, You don't Paul, have to be down south to be three three a redneck.
0: Hours. All right, you're See? out there for three. Stop. You're out there for three hours, Pauls. Okay. The Pauls. I got to rein you guys in now. Yep. Both of you. Three listen,
3: hours.
0: we're getting out of control. a question. Three hours. Uh, would you rather catch five two pounders or one seven pounder?
2: Um, b- because of the way that I fish, I would probably be the one seven pounder guy. Uh, and I man. go and I, dude, I love catching dinks, like it, I do it all the time, but that's why I'm picking the seven pounder because, like, I do, I feel like I work really hard to try and find, like, the again, like, I want to catch. my goal would be mm-hmm. to pull up to a spot. And be like, I can pull the one, the one big fish out of this lake. Mm-hmm. Like th- this is your, your, your grandfather fished here for 30 years and never saw this fish. I'm going to go find that mm-hmm. fish in your backyard. Like that would, that's what I would like pride myself in. Um, And it's very hard to do. So I would mm-hmm. say I'm going to be the big fish guy. I, I know everyone wants to hear Dinktown, but I live in Dinktown. No. So like sometimes I like to vacation no. out at Big Mouth Bay.
0: No, man. You you you'd be really surprised. Usually it's our, our tournament guys, hardcore tournament guys, are gonna take the five twos. Mm-hmm. Anybody's oh, like that makes content sense. creation that makes or the other guests we have that aren't tournament guys, they all want the sevens. And, and we still had seven pounds or we still had tournament guys who said, give me that when seven. I go
2: out, dude. I mean, I go out with the intention a lot of times of like targeting panfish and then mm-hmm. My goal, like I just did it. One, this video you're gonna see next week will be, I have a system with these mule jigs. I'm only fishing the mule jigs, and I'll go out and I'll throw the 332 on the large donkey tail. I'll hunt like down that. the three bass that are there. I'll watch for any follows, and if I'm getting picked at, I'll switch. I'll downsize to the 2.2 minnow, and I'll pull a yep. bull gill. And like that's my goal. Target species is bull gill. So I'm actually pulling all the bass out, spooking them or catching them. And then mm-hmm. I have made it so that the, the biggest predator in that area is a bullgill, and then a I will and I'm gonna gill. smack like, a giant, like the biggest bluegill. You, you can, can find.
0: say you can say you're gonna smack the what?
2: The biggest fucking bull that's <laughs> there on <is>. that <laughs> rock pile, dude. And it's it's so satisfying. So like my I'm man. not I'm not against any of these things. But again, you told me gun to my head, had to pick, dude. Who doesn't want to just yes. But Listen, I'm a 7 speaking, pound
1: I'm a seven pounder all day long. Yeah, all day long. Nobody asked you. Uh actually you did ask me on episode All right, so speaking nine. of
0: uh you've done really well of not swearing, right? But we got a uh we got an F-bomb out of you just now. Sure. Yeah. So speaking of somebody else we've gotten an F bomb out of, um, would you say, and, and we're we're absolutely stealing this from his own show. Yeah. Would you say uh Alex Rudd is over or underrated?
2: Like in general? Yeah. Um. So I've met him a couple times. Been on okay. a show. No, I haven't. Yeah. No, he was on our show.
0: No. Um. Oh, I was on his show. You weren't on yeah, it?
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, okay.
2: And I mean, some of it, I just like hesitate to say anything bad about anybody. If I can avoid oh, you know, it.
0: It's, it's not say just no, over or, or under. Yeah, over it's, or on, it's
3: Okay.
2: I got to really think about this because he's got one thing that it's a really good one. So I kind of want to say overrated because he has like the Joe Rogan vibe, which I actually really don't like. Okay. I'm going to say underrated because I fished with him and he's a really good dude. And it Mm, doesn't. Yeah. yeah. He like, he, I love this. This is a good story. So we were on, uh, we went up Northern Michigan, Fishing with um Benjamin Nowak, Alex Rudd, a couple other guys. Mm-hmm. Jeff and I were up there. We did a show. We were on Rick's show. And we asked, like, hey, who's who's the best fisherman out of the bunch? Somebody called in and asked the question. We I knew the answer. Yeah. And Alex, without hesitation, turns to Ben and is like, it's Ben. Period. The yeah. end. That like totally was like, that was a yeah. validating moment for me where I was like, because that dude, I mean, that dude takes a lot of pride in his, in his, not only mm-hmm. his work, but in his fishing and yep. his style of fishing and catching big fish and doing it all oh, the time. It, but Ben's
0: a stick. He's,
2: and he was, he had no him. problem acknowledging that whatsoever mm-hmm. on his own, unprompted. And that actually, yep. like, I'm not going to say it changed my opinion of him, but like it created my opinion of Alex and, and not that. So I will say, unless you know him, underrated.
1: All I heard was the, wait, wait, but, wait, wait, unless overrated. you know him,
0: hold yes.
2: on. <laughs> if you're just you, watching so, his show, so I would say you,
0: yeah, overrated. Yes.
2: Cuz that whole and this is just me being like 100% real. That whole like um the whole con- the whole Joe Rogan concept of a show like really bugs me and like I don't watch content like that and I can't do it. Because what do you it's mean exa- by it? it's he'll, he, it's like this um it's like this like uh he'll sit there and be like don't mess with my, it's got, it's like a whole bunch of things. It's like one liners that stick (laughs) in my head where I'm like, dude, that's not the content that I kind of watch. And it's like, it's a little bit pompous and it's very declarative and statements where it's like, it's this or nothing. Like this is the best or only do this. And like some of that's for social media and that whole thing. That's not content that I like to watch. I actually like my type of content that I like to watch And that I like to, that I relate to is like Debo's fishing. Like that guy does that guy's like right in my same vein and Debo will sit there and he'll own his like very niche lane. Mm -hmm. But he's very understanding of the fact that like nobody knows everything. And I, I've talked to Alex enough times and interacted with with enough where like, he's not like that all the time. But when he's like that on the show, I'm like, the can't get down down with that man. And I can't like anybody that says like, hey, I'm the best like crankbait fisherman or whatever, like I'm out. <laughs> I don't, even care, that, I don't hey, even care if you are. I don't even care if you are. I don't even care if you actually are.
1: Hey, you, you brought up Ben Ben Nowak. Yeah. I'm, yeah. The, the the story, the legend is he's the first person to put the the four facing sonar on a kayak. He and, was, gets, yeah. and gets really? and gets and doesn't get really any credit for like Yep. Being the one kind of the person that does that, which makes sense because he's not out there, yeah, he's not, you know, guy he's, guy. He's not out there, but yeah, yeah. Ben, I'll tell ben, you right now, Ben is a good ben, ass damn angler for sure.
2: Ben Ben, mm-hmm. ben is, um, unbelievably humble and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and dude, when you shake his hand, you know exactly what you're dealing with. He's such a yeah. dude, like, and yeah. I mean, he's a he's. Family man, not that Alex isn't or anybody else isn't. This is not a comparison. I'm just making a statement about Ben. And he is, he's a good dude. He really is. And he works his freaking butt off. Like to watch somebody that's like, goes out, makes content creation, understands what it means for his family. Goes back, takes a professional job, potentially working his way back there. Like, yeah. I have a lot of respect for Ben. And well, when he has a super
0: professional job, too. Like, it's yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, that, yeah. that takes way more no. precedence over the content creation. Agent. Yeah. But, but he's, he's probably also, what you should do, right? Like,
2: but he's also like, he's probably the best fisherman that I've personally met.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, he's a freak. Like, that, the yeah. dude,
1: just yeah, yeah. he just is like, he's so good. It's stupid. That's uh, Hey, the worst, the worst angler I've ever met, and not even in person, is wild bill fishing. He fucking oh, it's, sucks. Oh,
0: it's mild bill. Mild bill fishing, yes. So when he fishes a Texas rig, he swims it like a speed worm. No, it wasn't even just... a Texas
1: rig. This man, this man was deep cranking <laughs> a wacky rig, damn stick bait.
3: Yeah.
1: All right, somehow, go on. Go on. Go on. Somehow,
0: this is the. No, no. I'm going to go back to that because we're close to the end. But I want to go back to somehow me and Paul have aligned ourselves with a fishing group where we have, we have Ken, who's a robot. He's a social media robot. He just shits out videos. We have uh, Andrew, the other owner who's basically uh, the Lego man from the Lego movie. Oh, he, that's it. He, that's He's a
1: Connecticut version of Boomhauer. So exactly. if you imagine, if you were to put, if, if you were to put, Two handfuls <laughs> of gummy worms yep. in your mouth mm. and yep. start talking, and you're from yep. New and you're from Connecticut. That's yep. Andrew. And then we
0: have, uh, we we, we have William, right? Uh, so called Wild Bill, who's basically mild. All he does is run around with his shirt off because he fakes like he's in MMA. Um,
2: oh, I like that. And that's about affliction, all he does. Affliction or die.
0: Oh, he's, uh, I'm pretty sure he's the only guy. Well, he has a twitty bird, uh, as, uh, tattoo. OG Scuba Steve said he's got the Tweedlebird tattoo across his chest. Um, he's super into uh, like, like he's not even into good MMA. He's good into like he's really into like 1995.
2: He's into niche, like boss niche route. niche yeah. MMA. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> and only right. midget MMA. It's fucking weird.
1: But whoa 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 Alex. Anybody? Can you can't you be talking about being midget. Nah, I apologize. So, you short fuck. Let's go. Well, then I can say it. All right. Oh, God. If there's one
0: kind of sandwich or treat, or not not sandwich, Ooh. Jesus, I fucked it up. If there's one treat.
1: Did I ask this one snack. since I had No, asked I got one.
0: it. If there's one snack that every fisherman likes to bring on the water, it's a sandwich, right? Sure. It's sandwich. the easiest thing to pack out there. Sure. All right. So, and this is the most polarizing. I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> we've had some really good answers. And okay. we've had some atrocious answers to this question.
2: All right, I hear the question now.
0: If you have an atrocious answer, um, not only will we make fun of you now,
2: sure,
1: we will yeah. make clips to make yeah. fun ridicule of you on ridicule media. me yeah. forever. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Okay, good. Yeah. good, 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 ba- good. Ba- All right, Bailey from Serious Angler. He's number one. Steel. he he is Don't tell me one
2: the answer though, because I want to make my own mistakes. Yeah, we're, we're no, not. No, not. Ask, okay, good, Ask good, question. Good. Ask
0: the question. question is. What are your top three sandwich proteins?
2: Oh. Okay.
0: He thought it was gonna be something really serious. How do
2: you
1: solve the economy?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. No, yeah. I was like
1: how fix deflation.
2: All right, no, how no, do you
1: fuck go. this question up? Well, people have fucked it up. That's kind of weird. Oh, it's All bad. Right.
2: Um top three. I got I wanna be I wanna be surgically precise here. Um and it's fishing specifically, right? It nope.
1: doesn't matter. It's, whatever the fuck sandwich. you want to put on a sandwich.
2: Oh, j- just you generic want to sandwich. Yeah, Any sandwich. You put yeah, on god. A sandwich. Oh yeah. god! Every okay. fisherman
0: loves a sandwich.
2: Holy Make your shit. sandwich! All right. There's a lot of proteins. All right. Oh, you guys don't even know about sandwich punch. Um, that makes this interesting. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I will say the number one deli sandwich meat is pastrami. Mm. Oh, okay. It's got to be turkey. Um, okay. I will say my favorite sandwich meat is is actually probably goose pastrami. Um, and then oh. and then hold you,
0: on, you're going to number four now. Wait, wait, you went pastrami?
2: No, no, Tur- turkey, turkey pastrami. pastrami. It's got to be turkey, turkey pastrami. pastrami. That's number one. I didn't know
0: there is was other goose? kinds of pastrami.
2: And then goose goose like wild goose pastrami is
3: mm. oh
2: on another level okay. it's on another level okay and then I've I never will even definitely heard of that, yeah. and then <laughs> and then I will say um God I can't even mess this up it's it's gotta be I'm going between I'm going you got your salted meats it's it's gotta be between I'm gonna go I'm gonna go salami I will go- so okay. this
1: this is this is the best fucking answer we have yeah. ever had on this show. Because I thought yes. pastrami was beef. We got turkey pastrami. Yeah, we got goose? not just goose? not just goose. Wild goose pastrami. It's
2: gotta be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about any others. The wild goose pastrami is hands down,
1: dude. Yeah. This this is it. This is it. We can't ask this question this ever is, again uh, because but I'll tell you right now. No, we're gonna keep but, asking it.
2: And I'm gonna tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. There are toppings that matter more than others when it comes to sandwiches. If your cheese selection you is can off. Take
3: that for you.
2: Take a walk. If I see shredded cheese on your sandwich, (laughs) get out. Wait, shredded? Get out.
0: Who puts shredded
2: cheese on his fucking sandwich? Desperate people, okay? Uh, Hopefully. I'm going to tell
0: you who puts shredded cheese. I'm going to tell you who does that. Bailey does, because Bailey also said that spinach
1: was his number one His When we asked him, Bailey's first first answer was spinach. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're fired after that. That's not yes, good. Yes, exactly. Not good. This is why this is why for the last forty something episodes since that episode aired, oh, that's his ass gets called out I love Bailey to death. That's brutal. Love him to death. But I we do also too, have but I'm hilarious really angler too. said cheese.
2: I think you gotta bring cheese. him his sandwiches from cheese. now on. That's a protein. Well, sort of. I,
0: I think for I, I think because this is our day and age, right? I'm going to do a petition uh, for serious angler to be called the unserious angler because oh, if God. you
2: think the embar- fucking spinach the is the number one protein, the embarrassing, <laughs> the embarrassing angler. That's not good. It's not a good look. <laughs> not a good look.
1: Angler. The seriously embarrassing. <laughs> angler. There
2: you go. The seriously embarrassing angler. That's
1: a that's a bad look for sure. All right. So so that right – Hey, bro. Oh, oh my God, Alex. Real quick, look, we gotta give a shout out. Alex. Alex and I are wearing the Y'all look shirt. Yes. Alex, turn oh, around. Yeah. Show him the back. Show him the back. He's trying. Oh my God, he's trying. This is so fucked up. Anyway, oh, the back. back has the Bass and Brews logo on it. Look, oh, nice. Josh, Josh and Sam. Josh and Sam from yep. Wisco Bates make some some great jigs. I caught a good catfishing one I'm going to fish it here next couple times ago. <laughs> Check them out, Wisco baits, but he is going to do a second run of these shirts. These Y'all shirts look. Are, they yeah, they they have all this stuff on it. We're not we don't get anything out of it. This is stuff nope. that they're doing on their side. But they're going to do a second run. Hopefully, this coming week, he's going to post some stuff. It's, send him a message on Instagram, uh, hooked up north. Josh Heedner, H-U-E-B-N-E-R. Check him out. He's going to do a second run on these. If you want some, I know some folks have messaged me about them, so they're going to coming up. But uh, check Lisco baits out. Check out, get them, tag us.
0: Bat and Brews yeah. podcast like we'll yeah. fucking repost it. I want
1: to see you guys wearing them. All right, man. I think that's it. Hey, you got anything else Paul from Burley Fishing that you want to shout out?
2: No. Um just uh if you like uh edutainment, come check us out, man. We try and keep it fun. We got a lot of dad jokes and uh and I could I could pr- art we got like the goody the goody the good buddy shtick going. Um so Ooh. if you're into uh if you're into two dudes just like making fun of each other, catching fish and then Get a couple of tips and tricks. Um, we're we're aggressively average average anglers
1: for sure. And they like also it. go back listen to Burley podcast because they do have some badass guests they on too. We have had some good about the badass guests. We've
2: been really lucky to have some good guests. Again, some of my favorites. I mean, Rudd was on our show. That was a great show. Mm-hmm. Christine Fisher was just an absolute, um, probably one of the best kayak anglers. Out there mm-hmm. yep. right now. Top five um, easy. I, I want to get Drew Gregory on our show. I think that would be awesome. He's one of my favorite kayak anglers right now. But um, yeah, it's a good show and keep an eye out for the aggressively average anglers podcast um,
1: here in the next couple of weeks. August. Nice. Yep. Oh, Lord. I'm going to send us out of here. Hey, Paul Burley Fishing, you hold on a sec. We're going to end this. Hold on, and then we'll be with you. We'll see y'all next time. Heyo!